2: You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir? Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, not, it's not fun anymore, no. not even a little bit. Just look at that, he hit the ball.
0: That yeah. gets get some free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh yeah, I'm having a blast, thanks. Good.
3: All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. Today, we, we're we covering a movie. I, I put up a poll in the Big Screen Sports Patreon group asking the patrons to pick a Christmas movie. Gave them some good choices. They made the right choice. They picked Die Hard, the Christmas movie, my favorite Christmas movie. We've got Caroline Darney, Ryan Nanny returning to the show. Can't think of two better people to talk Die Hard with real quick want to shout out our big screen sports Patreon group who picked this movie and shout out our producer level big chill patrons that's aaron figueroa mike schubert steve rogers kevin frost mike d ryan yeager mike drees chris mikoski john craig zach rich jason alba steven Debo, and classic stadium fire big thanks to them and all of our patrons for supporting this show if you want to support the show go to patreon.com slash big screen sports you can vote on movies for the show to cover nominate movies for the show to cover you're gonna have two polls going up for january so go check that out real soon uh with that Long episode, yippee ki Let's talk. Me, Caroline, Ryan, talking Die Hard. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mister Cowboy? Yippee ki motherfucker! All right, returning to the show. Uh, no, no introduction necessary, really. Caroline Darney, Ryan Nanny, guys,
4: welcome back. Hey, <laughs> Caroline, such a pleasure to be back with you. Right. You
5: <laughs> This is a delight. This is going to
3: be fun. It's going to be a good one. Uh, But before we get into it, Caroline, where can the folks follow you? What's going on at For the
5: Win? Bet for the Win. All sorts of stuff. If you like soccer, if you like NFL postseason, if you... Like, uh, you're a
4: Steelers fan. What do you know about NFL postseason? (laughs) Not
5: much. Hey, don't let us get on a roll. We've won two. Okay, calm down. (laughs) Um, I think last week in our our picks against the spread, which every week I joke, I'm like, don't make me do this. I'm so bad at this. Um, for the Steelers game, was like, don't let us get hot. They're like, we're on a roll. And I put a Nassar. Don't let Kenny Pickett start dropping dimes. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, head on over to For the Win or Bet for the Win and check out all the fun content. Alex isn't here, but we can always say, check out the content.
3: Check out the content. And uh, Ryan, again, congratulations on Ohio State making the playoff. That's huge for you. Namaste. <laughs> sure
5: you
4: should. <laughs> uh, yeah, where, yeah. where
3: can the folks check you out who might be unfamiliar?
4: Celebrity Hot Tub on Twitter, Shutdown Fullcast wherever podcasts are found, Secret Base on YouTube uh and maybe caroline and i will start a cooking show one day who knows
5: let's do that let's do that that would be the funniest thing imaginable (laughs) (laughs) no idea what i was doing it's fine that's what people want
3: perfect well guys we've uh we we convened earlier this year for top gun we convened for speed and then uh, recently, or last month, in in the Patreon group, I, I put up a vote for a Christmas movie. I gave them Christmas choices. I gave them the holiday. Uh, I gave them the new Lindsay Lohan movie. Uh, I gave them something else that <laughs> That's I can't. What we're talking
1: remember. about?
3: <laughs> Surprise, <laughs> motherfuckers! Uh, but no, they they picked the Christmas movie. We are talking about Die Hard. The nineteen. How close was
4: the vote? Not How close. close. The vote? Not close. Okay. Not close. Okay. all right, all right. All right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the nineteen eighty eight action thriller. A New York City police officer tries to save his estranged wife and several others taken hostage by terrorists during a Christmas party at the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles. It starred Bruce Willis, Alan Rickman, Reginald Vell Johnson, directed by John McTiernan, got a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, spawned four sequels. Caroline, is this a Christmas movie?
5: Yeah, absolutely. This is the argument against this movie being a Christmas movie. The people that will say, like, it doesn't embody the Christmas spirit. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? That's ridiculous. It is set at a Christmas party. There's Christmas music playing throughout. Christmas is mentioned multiple times, (laughs) and people are wished a happy holiday and a Merry Christmas. And I would counter the spirit of the season thing, but I'd say there's nothing more family friendly and love than trying to save people from terrorists because honestly and what is the thing now home alone was like look he could have called the cops at any time yeah. in home alone. he did call the cops oh that's true
4: but he, but the cops could've... the cops were the criminals <laughs>
5: that's a fair point i'm just saying if we're talking about christmas spirit yeah it's the same vibes of a small child probably i mean he would have killed them multiple times with some we can't
4: we can't go down the home alone track that'll be a whole 45 <laughs> minutes
5: I disagree what? with you,
4: Caroline. This is not you a Christmas be- movie. Oh,
3: unbelievable! Ryan. make, make the, the case. Hell. How is it not a Christmas movie?
4: Because it's an Easter movie. <laughs> here's here. Here's why. Here's why. Here's why. John McClane is a literal savior in this film, right? A singular savior. Second of all, his feet get trashed. Pretty sure that happens to Jesus up on the cross, doesn't it? Number three. The authorities are constantly questioning him. In no way are the authorities like we're on your side. We believe you. They're basically like, no, you're the bad guy. Exact same thing happens in the Passion Play. Um, there are multiple times where Bruce Willis falls down. That happens with Christ going to the cross as well. Like this is an Easter movie. This is all about. This is all about a man who is like. He should be dead so many times, but he's not because in in the bounds of this movie, John McClane is Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. That's that's why it's not a Christmas movie.
3: What about Carl the terrorist might be Jesus because he's presumed he could dead and he, he sort of got
4: the good Jesus <laughs> but, flow. Then, also, yeah. <laughs> also like by by the end of the movie, John McClane is basically nude in the same way that Jesus is. That's like true. he's he's stripped of his garments. He's been, he gets shot in the back the same way that Jesus is lashed on. Like, I don't know how much more clear they can make it. This is an Easter film, friends.
3: And and much like the Jesus that my friends in the South seem to worship, he's very into to machine guns. And, oh, 100%. And and Big Second terrorists. Amendment, dude. Yes. <laughs> yes. 2A Jesus.
4: You know Jesus was quippy. Super quippy. <laughs>
3: Jesus hated <laughs> European cigarettes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all knew that about Jesus.
5: <laughs> Going to hell for laughing. Yeah,
4: yeah, you are. I'm sorry.
3: Uh, listen, I, I, I maintain it's a Christmas movie. I love watching it at Christmas season. That makes me happy. Also, we didn't mention uh, the words "ho, ho, ho" written immaculately on a dead man's sweatshirt. Which
4: what is that? Is that are we? It- is that blood?
3: Okay, I was wondering that. I was I was going to bring that up. We might as well we might as well lipstick. Okay. So, <laughs> listen, he has he has a pen and a and a notepad because he's writing the names down oh, in the right. elevator. So right. he
4: could so that's have
5: a black pen. It's a, That's a black the pen. thing. It's a black you pen. me he has a-
4: maybe it's one honestly, of, maybe it's one of those like multi-click <laughs> pens that you get at summer campers you know
5: i would respect the hell out of john mcclain even more if he's walking around with like a four pack of sharpies yes. in multiple colors yes. just in case like he has to like he's like all right i'll keep the black one in this pocket when i need to take notes on the terrace on my arm but i want the red one for funny for
4: festive holiday <laughs> yeah. comments yeah but I will here's the so. thing
3: he could have <laughs> he could have written on the sweatshirt in the black pen. And he said, no, I'm going to do it in blood because I, because yeah, it, yeah. it won't
4: pop because it won't pop black on yeah. a gray sweatshirt. is not going to pop blood yes, on a gray sweatshirt
5: be- pops. <laughs> yes. Um, the, I will say to the other point of why I like this as a Christmas movie. And I know that people talk about it. They want so I watch it to put up my Christmas tree every year. <laughs> normal. <laughs> Very normal. <laughs> because one year I was deployed and um the place where I was we were on base, like in my plane, we were land based, so we weren't on a ship. And the like officers' housing had like you could go get like a Tupperware container that had a fake tree in it with like a couple boxes of ornaments. So I was like, that'll be fun. Like I'll put that in my little like suite. This will be great. And so I was looking through the movies that I brought with me on the on the deployment, and I was like, Ugh. And I was like, Die Hard. That's Christmassy, right? And so I watched it when I put up the tree. And so every year since then, it that was like 2010. So it's going on like twelve, like <laughs> over a decade. I've been putting up my Christmas tree to Die Hard. So for me, it's 100%.
3: i think at some point we need a breakdown of what movies you brought with you to deployment
1: (laughs) (laughs) have i not told
5: you have i not told you the story about watching spartacus on the plane with my buddy um
4: (laughs) you have you have caroline you have always been like a 52 year old uncle (laughs)
5: always (laughs) always always this was you know take yourself back in time to 2009 when like you would take we would take like dvds sure yeah there was no and so we i would get a couple like tv shows or something and buy it before i went on the deployments and we were taking what's called a nalo so it's basically like a commercial military flight so they like it's just our crew, and then that's like where, if you've heard of Space A Travel for military, where like or retired, you can hop on a plane at a base and like take it to Sigonella or like wherever. And it's um, if there's space available, you can hop on. So I'm sitting in this row with my buddy Joey, and was the middle seat where we have the computer. And I don't know if you've watched, it's the one with the like the more recent, like the Showtime or Stars TV. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> And uh, it was like Rome. A, it was like that, but I'm
4: not. I have no. I'm not even sure I knew this existed. I assumed you meant like the old Kirk Douglas. <laughs> yeah, old. That's <laughs> no, what I assumed. No. Too. Hold on, let me make sure.
5: Let me make sure. I'm I like-
4: hope you hallucinated this. In this TV. <laughs> No, no, that was
5: right. Yeah, Lucy Lawless is in it. You guys didn't watch this?
4: <laughs> I, somehow I missed
3: it. <laughs> somehow this isn't what I was doing during my senior year of high school.
5: Oh shut up! <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> but anyway, long story short, there were two older gentlemen, like in their seventies, that were Space A. They were in the row behind me and Joey. And again, this was a Stars show, so there was a lot of nudity. Yeah, like, way more than, well, I would say like way more than the time probably had. But whatever. So we're sitting there, and. When you are on these nailers, you'd like walk up and down. When you walk up and down the aisle, you'd watch, look at what other people are watching (laughs) because then you're like, oh, I'll borrow that from so-and-so. And so so two of my buddies, (laughs) two guys, the pilots were walking up. And they stop because there's a woman getting out of a bath. <laughs> and so they stop and they're like, hey, what do you guys want? <laughs> <laughs> Basically making a commotion as this older gentleman comes back from the bathroom and is like squeezing into, you know, doing the seat shimmy behind us. And so he looks, and we're talking like full, just naked. And he's like, that's a whole lot of naked women. <laughs> whole plane is like like, (laughs) who's watching naked women i'm bright red joey's dying laughing and then he looks at me and he goes i guess it's a new navy (laughs) 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 oh Oh, man So uh-huh. yeah, those are the things I took on deployment. <laughs> no, it varied, deployment to deployment. But that's the one that will always stand out to me.
3: Good. Wouldn't have Good. expected anything less. Um, okay, the IMDb trivia. I, I, I assume yeah. this is a Hall of Fame movie. We don't need to
5: do yeah. that question.
3: Right. Like, right. Correct rules. Yeah.
5: Action or Christmas or yeah. Easter.
3: Yeah. Hall of Fame. <laughs> Hall of Fame sports movie because as we know, uh, fighting, fighting, uh, armed robbers masquerading as terrorists. The the oldest sport. Yes. Uh, yep. an, an ancient yep. sport. Yeah, that's where um,
4: lacrosse came from. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, okay, the trivia on this movie is a rich text, but I, I dug up some of my favorite things ever from Wikipedia pages related to this movie. So I'll get into those in a second. But okay. um Bruce Willis received a then unheard of five million dollar fee which was approved by Fox president Rupert Murdoch, who, as we know, has never made a bad decision or been nope. a bad person. Nope. Uh, flawless, flawless decision here from Rupert Murdoch, just like the next yeah, the, the, the ensuing 35 years. Um, a couple interesting casting ones. Sam Neill turned down the role of Hans Gruber. Car- I knew, it. Caroline, you love <laughs> Sam Neill.
5: Oh, but this is, yeah, Alan Rickman's perfect. Thank God he turned it down.
3: I don't think he could sub out either of these main two roles.
5: I I could see
4: him. I don't think it would have been an improvement, but I think it still would have worked.
3: There's a laundry list of guys who were tied to John McClane, mm-hmm. including Richard Gere, Sylvester cool. Stallone, yeah. Caroline, your guy, Harrison Ford, Mel Ooh, Gibson,
2: okay.
3: Arnold Schwarzenegger, Clint Eastwood, Robert De Niro, Charles <laughs> Bronson, Don Johnson, oh, Richard Dean Anderson, Burt Reynolds, and Michael Madsen. All considered, but declined, allegedly.
5: I would kind of like to see a Burt Reynolds version of this. I would like to see. I would
3: like to see Norm Macdonald as Turd Ferguson as John McClane, <laughs> big um, hat the whole time.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. John, John.
3: I'd, I'd be into
5: yeah, that. Yeah, it's a big hat. YPKA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what Oh my gosh, uh. what a list.
3: Okay, this one is gonna tie uh, tie some pods together while making this film. Cinematographer. Yann Bont got trapped in a mm-hmm. lift. This later gave him the inspiration for the opening scene of Speed. That's right.
5: That's right. Let's man. go. Let's go. Speed is off. Yann DeBant, man, <laughs> taking real life moments and turning them into art. Love yeah. it.
3: Love it. Um, this is one that actually like dives into, I think, why I really like this movie. In the making of featurette, director John McTiernan revealed the majority of the exterior shots of the building showing explosions were real full scale explosions set off and in, in and around the actual building. I love this movie because it looks like it all actually happened, which is sick.
5: How on earth did they do that? It was the eighties; you could do anything
4: with exactly. cocaine, and
3: it was okay, the. Uh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna, man. We're gonna have some deep cocaine discussions.
5: <laughs> <laughs> as always, by. Okay. As always. <laughs> <Sponsored> by cocaine. <laughs> okay,
3: this this one is my favorite. So this is a tie-in from the IMDb trivia to then something I found on a Wikipedia page. The, the writer, the screenwriter's name is Jeb Stewart. Yes, like the, uh, the Confederate general, Jeb Stewart. Jeb Stewart was given the task of adapting Roderick Thorpe's book, Nothing Lasts Forever, and had some difficulty writing the screenplay until he had a near-death experience while driving at night in Los Angeles after a fight with his wife. He realized that if he had died, he wouldn't have been able to apologize to his wife. This inspired him to give clear motivations to John McClane and Holly's characters. They wanted to reunite with each other after a fight. Sounds nice. Sounds like this guy has a nice relationship with his wife. I was on his Wikipedia page. I Uh-oh. want to clarify that this sentence I'm going to read is not cited. There was not an article of this. I couldn't find anything <laughs> to back this up. Screenwriter, Jeb Stewart. He was married to his high school sweetheart, Ann, Ann Bryant Stewart, until her death on March 1st, 2001. Aw, oh, sad. They had two children. Stewart has not been indicted as yet in relation to Ann Stewart's untimely passing. There's no citation to that. I couldn't find anything online. It's just someone has gone into Wikipedia and said, Stuart has not been indicted as yet in relation to Anne's untimely passing.
4: I mean, technically, <laughs> neither have the three of us. We, we haven't been indicted for that or any other murder. As yet. As yet. yet. As, as yet, as of this recording and not a minute later than that, none of us have been indicted for murder.
3: It is I, I like I then Googled Jeb Stewart and Stewart. I like I listen, I didn't like do the most research, but I did enough to where it's like this is weird that this is just sitting in Wikipedia that someone Yeah. Like, it it's like the one the one person who thinks that he did this is like that eh, motherfucker. So there's there's no
4: like news story out there that's like police are invested. No, nothing?
3: Nothing. It's
4: just So somebody just hates this dude. <laughs>
3: Is one of the wow. best things I've ever found on Wikipedia. Wow. Are you doing research, Caroline? You've got research
4: what? face. <laughs>
5: yes. Caroline's
4: like, this is my new investigative podcast.
5: The problem, the problem is if you Google him, like, you have to add and Stuart, yeah. or whatever. And then Google's like, did you mean and Stuart? <laughs> <No>?
4: <laughs> Jeb Stuart, unindicted murder.
3: <laughs> this is Caroline's new national treasure. She will figure oh. out.
4: Yeah, yeah.
5: Jen New Stewart. show
1: She's gonna coming be on out this.
4: soon. She's be what is the time? God, God. <laughs> so, Would it be
5: like so. in a library on a microfiche machine? Like <laughs> I don't
4: have those <laughs> anymore.
5: <laughs> oh man, those are always my favorite early X Files episodes. When yeah, that's hit a true. Library and like spin through one of those. Um, you
3: there know, was another good, terrible, uh another good thing I found on Wikipedia about the director John McTiernan. So I was curious, like John McTiernan is still alive, but his career essentially is is done after 2002. Uh, John McTiernan pled guilty to perjury and lying to an FBI investigator in regard to his hiring of the private investigator Anthony Pelicano in late late 2000 to illegally wiretap phone calls of two people one of whom was Charles Roven a co-producer of his action film remake Rollerball. He was incarcerated in federal prison from April 2013 to February 2014. So if you're ever wondering why John McTiernan hasn't made any more films, that, that probably has a lot to do with it.
5: I was hoping you were going to say he hired a private investigator to look into Jeff Store. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, much stupider. Like if you, if you dig into that a little bit, it's basically that he thought this other dude was undermining him on rollerball of all things and so hired a PI to like, yes. And then lied to the FBI about it. And then also lied later. Like it's a very long and sordid legal affair that's, all about Rollerball, a <laughs> terrible <laughs> film. Six of the Wired Wild,
3: three uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Rollerball,
4: Rollerball. But, but roller like John McTiernan's done this, he's done Predator, he's done Hunt for Red October. He did those like,
3: back to back to back.
4: Yes, like he had he had a really solid thing going for a little bit. I think he did. And then
5: he did Rollerball. He did the ball. Thomas did Crown, Crown Affair. There well. Yes, he did
4: Thomas Crown Affair as well. But he did Rollerball and he did uh, a movie called Basic, which is also yes. just like messy and stupid.
3: Yeah, <laughs> man, threw it all the way. Threw it all the way yep. for Rollerball. That's tough. For Rollerball,
4: <laughs> for Rollerball, <ball>. rollerball. <laughs> rollerball wiretap fraud.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, okay. Uh, we're gonna put the ad break in right here and then get back with three up.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
3: Okay, we're back. Uh, three up. Which, if it's been a while since you listened, was formerly what worked. Trying to try to hem in how, how many we get into, but but really, there's no limit here. Caroline, what works about this
5: movie? God, everything and is, is an acceptable answer. Um, I think what works is the. Ridiculousness or not ridiculousness, the layer of the terrorists masquerading as or sorry, the robbers masquerading as terrorists. Um, it's a very perfect 1988 movie. Like there's a lot of like air fat references and <laughs> <laughs> geopolitical mentions of different, you know, conflicts and stuff. And so I think the it's so simple. It's very simple, but it's also like just complex enough where it's like the simplicity makes it just a whole nother level of perfect. It's, for it's
4: simple without being boring or predictable. Yeah. Yes. Like you always yeah. understand what's happening, but you don't necessarily see what's coming
5: that moment of like you just want money <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and they're like don't make it sound dirty mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. like it
3: doesn't require a twist but it's still like it's still enough where there's there's a few little shoes that have to fall where you, you feel good about it and also yeah. it starts the like the average cop like average dude stuck in an unwinnable situation just Chaotically trying to figure it out. I mean, like the 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 spiritual successor would be Keanu and Speed. Like same yeah. same vibes. It's like, dude, who is it? a James Bond. He's just like a fucking New York cop who likes to smoke in the airport and,
5: <laughs> and, <laughs> and finds himself more, just way more hungover. And, oh, and yeah.
3: everywhere else. And
4: smoke everywhere else. <laughs> everywhere else.
3: Listen, this is like, I wrote in my notes, guns on planes, cigarettes in airports. Yep. Yep. What a time. Yeah, It was a simpler
1: time.
5: I mean, imagine you're on the plane and you're trying to get your, ch- like your, like one bag in the overhead and this asshole has a giant teddy bear up there. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's like you couldn't check that absolutely
5: not. <laughs> like do you, do you think, he's like, shut up. <laughs> like
3: and, and, then, and not only that, it's the guy with the gun. So he's stuffing the yeah. teddy bear yeah, in there, yeah, and you're yeah. like, now he can't say anything to him. And he, yeah. when he does
5: the thing where they're like, you know, he's like, oh, excuse me. He's like, yeah, can I help you? And just moves the jacket <laughs> up, and you can see it.
3: they're like, no, no, never mind, never mind. And he's like, <laughs> just not he say, like, I'm a cop? Like, dude, this is a pressurized mm-hmm. soda can. Like, you don't need a gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. Me. God, that was my. that was honestly a question I was like, in the 80s were they just allowed like did he just show his badge at the gate
4: yeah i assume you probably like do you do you remember going to the airport but like this is the time when you could go all the way to the gate without even having a ticket you could just be like i'm meeting somebody there so the idea that a cop could just say hey i'm bringing this on and they'd be like yeah sure okay cool it's really the teddy bear that's more of a
5: nuisance (laughs) at this point he probably just forgot to tell them he had it. Yeah. <laughs> like he's carrying yeah. a teddy bear and he gets yeah. there he's like, oh shit, well, whatever. That's nah, fine, whatever.
3: <laughs> so it, that's, I assume that is the gift for one of the kids. Like he's just bringing I assume that that's for, for his daughter. Yeah, yeah. that's Because at first I was thinking that it was like the sorry I messed up gift with his wife, but then I realized <laughs> like, oh no, it's probably for the kids. But he only brings one thing. He brings one teddy. Like this is for, I haven't seen you in months. Oh, this the gun's
4: for his son. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I will. I realized that I had to do a lot of overlooking of how horrible of a spouse John McClane must actually be, <laughs> like, because I love this movie and I love him so much. But like, if you go back and you and you actually listen to the conversation he has with Argyle, <laughs> you're just kind of like he had zero faith in her ability to succeed. <laughs> And then, like, refuses to move across the country and support anything she's doing because you know there can't be cops in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> like, talk about a super selfish move. Um, and then does the audacity to get so mad about? And he, she was actually right about the Gennaro McLean thing. Wow. About I mean, here's the th- here's the thing though: Would the Japanese businessmen that she was working with know whether or not it was her maiden name or her married name? Like, just mm. to, like is ms mclean instead of mrs mclean like there's yeah. no like yeah so she's far, also a little flimsy but she's
4: also got the picture of him in the office and like her boss knows who he yeah. is so
3: yeah yeah, yeah you're it's right it's also like it's m- m- so miss Gennaro, is this like your secret family like what is <laughs> yeah, who is
5: mm-hmm. this man that looks just like your children
3: <laughs> oh god oh, ryan what else works about this movie
4: um, I think the the resistance to getting too broad with too many characters. Like, for, for a movie that has plenty of people in it, it really doesn't, like, do that thing where it's like, oh, let's learn more about, like, these hostages, or, like, let's learn a little bit more about these... Like, outside of maybe Car- the fact that Carl has a brother who's the first one who dies, yeah. and... Um, and ellis on the hostage side like everybody else is just there and it's not really important and on and on the police side as well it's like there's al and there are a bunch of other people and you kind of know like what they do but you don't really, there's not a lot of like, oh, let's stop and figure out like who, what's their story and who they're they about. Named
5: two of the guys, the same thing.
4: Johnson and Thompson. <laughs> you, correct. You, you yes. learn,
3: you learn that one of no, the, uh, one of the Johnsons went to Vietnam and was one of those guys who apparently had a great time in Vietnam. <laughs> yes. Yes. And the other
4: one, and the other one says, I, I was in junior high dickhead, <laughs> which is a great, which is great. But I appreciate that. Like, I feel like in these big sort of, uh pressure packed movies it can be very tempting to sort of be like oh let's let's try to like build out the world a little bit and Die Hard doesn't bother with that yeah. in any real way And I
5: think they and kind of similarly they do a great job of uh the mix of inside the building to outside the building I think it's perfect mm-hmm. like you have to take a step out for a little bit and have the police I really love all of John's attempts to get the cops or someone to show up. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. That is perfect to me when he's on the phone with that lady who's like uh, on
4: 911. <laughs> yeah, sound like a mort. I'm gonna call the FCC. <laughs> Come
5: down here and arrest my ass.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Mayday, mayday. Anyone copying Channel 9? Terrorists have seized the Nakatomi building and are holding at least 30 people hostage. I repeat, unknown number of terrorists. Six or more armed with automatic weapons at Nakatomi Plaza, Century City. Where's the best place to transmit? Somebody answer me, goddammit!
4: The roof. Go, go!
1: It's the same address as that fire signal. I'll handle it. Attention, whoever you are, this channel is
2: reserved for emergency calls only.
0: Oh, fucking shit, lady. Do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? She's
5: like, that language is not necessary. Like, (laughs) it's so inconvenient for her to, like, just have a cop do a drive by, a black and white do a drive by. But yeah, I think it's a perfect mix of, like, having. I love that they have the content. This is a great walkie talkie movie. Oh, yeah.
4: (laughs) So, what? what, That's, I think, one of the most Christmas things about this movie is that every time. (laughs) They try to get that he tries to get the authorities involved. There's this sort of either a veneer or an outright disdain based on like it's Christmas, man. It's Christmas. I don't want to deal with a lot of bullshit on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Can, can,
1: can,
3: you, no. can you just can you just drive past? Like just just, yes. just drive past. We have yes. had multiple crazy things happen at this closet. Yes. but just, yes, just but we past. don't
4: but we don't care because it's Christmas and we just want to go home. And what is more relatable play. than that?
5: I do also love the with the walkie-talkie thing. Is like the fact that he's having these conversations with the outside while also like while everybody's listening to it yes yeah. i love that element of it it's yeah. so cool
3: this this movie was actually caroline only missing a control room scene where it's people listening to the walkie people at the, the police station listening to the walkie-talkie feed and they're like you get someone like dabbing their eyes here and al talk about shooting a kid <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think think
4: Theo hacking the vault is probably the control room for Caroline. Like, that's the control room scene for Caroline, especially when the vault opens and Joyful Joyful plays. Like, that's the villain equivalent of control room goes crazy. I love love that.
3: Yeah, I love that part so much. This movie, it does the perfect amount of setup. Like, the Argyle... John mcclain conversation sets up everything you need to know about the guy. Like his wife moved, they're on the rocks, he's coming to this party, he might he you know, he might not be staying there. Argyle's just gonna be like the best limbo driver of all time. He's just gonna wait.
5: That's Swingman. And then like like,
3: from the moment that Rickman walks through the elevator, it's like, okay, we're on. We're scooting. Doesn't really slow down. It just perfectly paced. Even though it's long, it's like it's over two hours long and a lot of the time, I'll complain about that on this show when I have to rewatch something that's really long. Like, <laughs> this is this is paced perfectly. No no notes there.
5: Also, that party was banging oh. for five thirty p.m.
3: Like, I understand the eighties were different. Didn't
5: she say it was five thirty? Like when she called home? I think that's what. Would...
4: Yeah, but I want to point out that like this party is horny. Like <laughs> yeah. the re- the reason why this the reason why this party is so well attended on Christmas Eve late at night. Or late in the day of the work day. Is because his party is very horny. Extremely
5: horny. Oh my god. Like, also, I was gonna say there's I this is the first time I've noticed it. This is an extremely horny movie with like John McLean. Like the there's a moment where he's like Trying to figure out how to get help when the terrorists already gone there, he like just happens to see a woman in the building next door, and he pauses for a minute, like, oh.
4: There's that. There's the like cheesecake calendar that he <laughs> yes. like goes by multiple times. And the second time, he's like, "Hello, ladies," or something. <laughs> there's there's um, the, the airport. Attendant. There's the flight attendant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. This movie, there's like, multiple. is this movie is uh, is surprisingly horny yeah. for a movie <laughs> that doesn't have a sex scene and. Well it kind of, it
3: has super, an interrupted
4: sex scene. You're right it has it has, it has an interrupted. <laughs> scene. Who yeah, among us hasn't been interrupted
3: by, by by armed robbers? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> we're
5: gonna do, she I, she is a candidate for who has the worst time. <laughs> 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 if we say we keep our normal rules where people who die are, are out yeah she's like at her holiday party hooking up with what i would assume is a coworker, yeah. yeah the terrorist busted and she has to run into the main party topless shirtless. yeah and <laughs> yeah topless, right and, and you think like
3: yeah. we don't see a lot of the group we see just like we we see holly we see ellis a little bit other than that it's like they're sitting there for a long time and you know, at some point one of them is going to whisper and be like, did you see them come out of the fucking office? <laughs> <laughs> <You see that?
5: laughs> things have kind of settled. You don't hear him saying like, I told
4: you they were, fu- I told you they were fucking, <laughs> you said they weren't, but I told you they were.
5: <laughs> so Yeah. If there's no set timeline where it's like, we're going to kill one hostage every whatever, then they're kind of like their stress level decreases. just the smallest bit. That's when they tar- start. What to is like-
4: the version of this movie that stays in that atrium? For the whole time, and it's just like noise, noise, noise. What's going on? Gossip, gossip, gossip. Oh, they killed our boss. We have to pee.
3: Aaron Sorkin's diehard. I also yeah. want to see.
5: I want to see how they got the couch out there. Like, was it? Was it like Carl and one of the other guys had to do it, or did they have like two of the party attendees? Did it, the couch? Did, like- did
4: did either of you have that reaction where? And I knew this wasn't going to happen because I've seen this, but I, but in my head I was like, oh, normally, if you, it's like Chekhov's Pregnant Lady, where you're like, oh, she's going to go into labor. She's going to yeah. go into labor. But it, no, they yeah. don't even they don't even mess with
5: that. I what like how funny. they just have um, Holly be like, oh, don't worry, she's not due for like two weeks.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <which laughs> like, oh, okay, well, babies right, never right. come early. Yeah. That's- <laughs> right, right, right.
3: A stressful event certainly wouldn't send her into labor. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry.
5: It's fine. You have Hans delivering a baby in the middle of
4: this. <laughs> she's like, why did you ever come to work? God damn. Ha- she's
5: also telling her to like drink champagne. Uh-huh.
4: Yes. Yeah, what is, what does she bar. say? That baby's ready to ten bar. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. And it's like, damn, that's a fucked up thing to say to a new mom. <laughs>
3: oh my god.
0: <laughs> on a on a god. super
3: broad level, a thing that works is just like all the action is really, really good. Like it's, it all, it all still holds up really well. Like even, you know what this movie's 34 years old, 35 years old. Like it it holds up really well because of the real explosions and stuff like that. And it's just like, it's a lot of fun and it's nothing. I would say nothing is too over the top. Like it's certain stuff that like a single, you know, a single man is probably not going to do like shuffling down the, the elevator shaft and things like that. And then obviously the, the fire hose over the,
4: you know, (laughs) but like,
3: that's, that's it's job. like it's uh it's like believable action in a way. Like it's it doesn't what, feel like a Stallone movie.
4: And what helps with both the elevator like swinging from the gun strap scene and the fire hose scene, which are kind of the same in some ways, but it's fine. Is the way they present John McClane in both of those scenarios is like he's not confident this is going to. No, work. no not. He's pretty sure he's going to die doing these <laughs> things. And it, that I think builds the credibility that you're talking about because you're like oh shit this is not james bond this is not a superhero this is a dude improvising and yes. it might not go great
5: yeah. <laughs> um, i also really really love the no shoes thing because i also every time i watch it i'm like that would be so miserable um and just the hilarious I what is I like killed the one terrorist with uh feet smaller than my sister's. <laughs> <laughs> it's just absolutely brutal. And at least I don't know, I just love that cuz it's this extra layer of just like unnecessary pain in the ass. <laughs> Throughout the entire thing.
4: It, what's what's good about that is they daisy chain it where you have the scene on the airplane where the yeah. guys like make fists with your toes. So that's, that explains how we get barefoot John McClane in the first place. And then he's running around like that. And then they daisy chain it again by in one of the shootout scenes when they're basically like, shoot the glass, fuck this dude up. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, it, it does actually, it becomes like a little bit of a running thread it's not just sort of like a weird aside it's like oh yeah okay i'll buy all of this because it, it they, they put enough connective tissue in there that you're like yeah i can go with it
3: yeah yeah his adrenaline plus the jesus
4: be- plus the jesus crucifixion <laughs> thing that i
3: mentioned <laughs> <laughs> a per- perfect allegory so that kind of you mentioned him just like wing it he doesn't think any of this stuff is gonna work I kind of thought of a category as I was watching, as I was rewatching this, and obviously okay. to keep the sports theme, since it's a, um, you know, since this is a, a sports movie through and through, I'm uh, going to call it Armchair Quarterback or Monday Morning Quarterback, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Okay. Th- this is a big movie for people being bad at their jobs, like really bad at their jobs. Like, how should yeah. they have done this? Uh, I think we have one of the worst reporters of all time, yes. um, all time bad like a lot of bad cops in this movie a lot of bad, uh, terrible 911 yeah, yeah. operator in this movie awesome. um I, I think the terrorists or that the armed robbers made some significant mistakes although i do think without john mcclain that plan is full foolproof and they are they're walking away with that money i think yep it, i well think that's planned. right who's the worst person at their job in this movie
5: Who's the wor- worst person at their job? At
3: their job, or like, what? What should that person have done?
5: So I was gonna say the journalist, but actually the problem is he's just a horrible person Terrible that got person. the job done. Yeah, I guess if you want to say that because he 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 got the interview with the child on the news after threatening the nanny with immigration. This guy sucks.
3: Rupert Murdoch uh, fucking saw that part and was like, "That's the kind of spirit we need at my news station." <laughs>
5: he sucked um i say the uh police chief um al's boss that guy the the, the breakfast club guy (laughs) yeah he was awful just every decision was so bad yeah (laughs) every single one i
3: understand being skeptical but i think at that point you have to be like let's kind of take the chance and assume that we've actually got an inside man here and 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 be cool with the good fortune and just run with what this guy says instead of being like nah fuck him he got he got that coke head killed
5: i was like what about the car the body that came off the roof and he's like i don't know maybe he's like a sad stockbroker (laughs) it just happens he wants to 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 get home for christmas so badly
1: Mm -hmm.
5: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like that's terrible oh my god yeah, he's my pick. Though 911 operator is a very close second. She was awful at her job. So bad.
3: The uh the guy when when John is under the table and he's like wriggling <laughs> away and there's the guy yeah. chasing him. One, I don't know how he just doesn't shoot him. Like I don't know how he. Yes. And then he's talking. It's like he's sh- trying
4: to shoot him, but not damage the table. <laughs> this it's is weird. expensive wood. <laughs> Yeah, and he's right. like
3: he's trying to, and then he's like reloading and talking shit, which like as everyone knows in an action movie is a death sentence. Like he knows the guy under him has a gun. Like it, it's he has the
5: worst. He I think he has the worst death. <laughs> he just gets shot in the junk several times. Yeah. while shit talking. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> like he had the advantage. <laughs> it, it's bad. That's a bad. That's a bad look for our
4: guy. I'm going to say it's whoever designed the security system at Nakatomi (laughs) Plaza because it is one dude at a desk and that's it. That's it. Oh, I'm sorry. There's another dude in the elevator lobby, and they make this thing of like, oh, there's this computer directory. The directory doesn't do anything.
5: <laughs> he shows up, John McClane gets there, and he was like, who are you here to see? And he like does the whole thing. And I think yeah. that was just for the name thing, whatever. Yes, it 100% was.
4: And the guy, yes, that's it.
5: The security it. guard goes, oh, for the party, they're the only people left in the building. The- oh, yes! Said, yes!
4: Like, like, yeah, these dudes. Why would you uh,
5: not be like, "Are you here for the party?"
4: Nope. And just you know, uh, terrorists walk in and immediately shoot you. You're the the. I understand there's a silencer there, but it just, oh man, yeah. they didn't even try. They didn't even try.
3: No. Um, <laughs> let's get into the strikeout for the the worst, most head scratching part of this movie. Sometimes it's it's not a bad part of it. Like this movie. Has no flaws for me, but it's just like I, I I go to the reporter. The reporter tracking down the the McLean kids is just like the ultimate. This guy it, he threatens. Never forget, he threatens to call immigration on the housekeeper so Correct. he can get in and, and talk to these children whose Correct. parents these <laughs> two small die. school.
4: Yep, yeah,
5: yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then because of that, that directly that is. One, first of all, I love that Hans is watching the news. Yeah. Wow,
3: <laughs> Hans <laughs> is clearly a big news guy. He gets yeah, all he's his, he gets keep all up his with terrorist names from the
4: news.
5: <laughs> he's got to make sure he sees that segment on what is the book called? Hostage terrorist, <laughs> terrorist
4: hostage. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
5: National bestseller. Um, but that is, that journalist going to the house to harass the children is, is what connects all of the dots that Holly is John's wife and whatever else. I'm like, you idiot. Ugh.
3: What is life like? when he gets back to the station when he talks to that boss who did not want to give him the van and that guy is like you took my fucking van to the guy's house to interview the children he wanted to
4: got ratings yes. absolutely got ratings i a, yeah. it, like all that matters is did people watch the broadcast like yeah. they don't they're not like that was desk- unethical
5: he takes over the desk guy that said Helsinki. he's like ah oh, helsinki State. <laughs> yes 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 What a great, underrated, unnecessary part of this movie. And Um, then the hostage terrorist guy goes,
4: Finland. Finland. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I only have one quibble, and it's with, like, the main plot. When, like, so much of this movie is about, like, the terrorists have this very the robbers have this very precise plan. It has like, they expect everything to happen. They expect the cops to show up. They expect the cops to do certain things. In some ways they're depending on the cops to do certain things for this to all work. And they're proven right over and over and over again. But the one thing I don't, that, that makes me sort of say like, well, what, what were we doing here when they first get there? And they're like, we want Mr. Takagi. Right. Right. He identifies himself. First of all, they like don't know what he looks like. I'm like, what kind of fucking, you know, everything about this dude, except what he, you don't have a photograph.
5: <laughs> so
4: that part is 1988,
5: a little bit. Ryan, it didn't I know download, there's no Facebook. Know. There's yeah.
4: yeah, there's no LinkedIn at that point. <laughs> um, but then they take him upstairs to the vault and they're like, okay, we need the password. You know, we need the key code, whatever. And he's like, I don't have it. <laughs> You'll have like you'll have to call you'll have to call the overseas officer or whatever. He's like, You just have to shoot me. And they're like, okay. I'm like, why did we go through this all-? I understand that from a narrative standpoint you're doing it to be like, oh shit, these guys are for real.
5: They we mean business. Me. Yeah. Yes.
4: But from a like, we have this perfect plot, it's like did you not know he didn't <laughs> Did you
5: really need him then?
4: Right. What was what was all of this for? It was suit I jealousy. Mean, so that they could- yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're
5: right, that's where Arafat gets in, that's where uh, gets <laughs> I think they just wanted to show off the um, like the blood spatter guy was like, Guys, I figured out how to get like is this
4: is gonna look fucking great, <laughs> <It's> gonna look <laughs> sick,
3: <laughs> gonna get it on the they door and
5: on the,
4: brain and gets, on the gets floor. Uh huh, uh-huh.
3: yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Brutal. Takagi also breaks my number one rule in life, which is never die for anyone else's money. Like, if they would have dragged <laughs> me up there, be like, Man, I would love to help you. Not only like, do like, I have this- that code, I have the next three.
4: be like i don't know the code but i have some good guesses and if i'm sure if we just sit here and cycle through some options
3: bring me a fucking keyboard man we'll bang this thing (laughs) out. (laughs) listen i'm on i'm on your side though i don't get those bonds i'm I'm rooting for you
4: okay let's start with this guy's kid's birthday that's number one
3: (laughs) i i only have one more how much did, did McLean need to fire at, at Al to make him call the cops? Because he drops the body on the car and then he fire and then he, then he starts shooting up the car and he just like, he lets oh, him have see, it.
4: I didn't, I didn't think that, I don't think that's John shooting at that's the car. Terrorist, is, is it, it? terrorists shooting
1: at the car? Uh, yes. I think yeah. what
4: happens is the terrorists are watching the police car to figure out like, are we fucked? Do we need to like take some action here. They, But they're, they're patient. They see him go to the car. They see him go in. They see him come out. And they're like, all right, we're good. Once the body is dropped and hits, they're like, nope, we got to light him up. So I think that is all Hans is doing. Yeah,
3: Okay, I thought that was John, like, giving him, like, <laughs> like shooting, <laughs> shooting at him.
4: What a fucked well, up well, move well, that would you, be. He,
3: does, he does shoot out the window. Like, he's trying to draw attention. Yes. But, but yes. yeah, then it shows, like, more bullets hitting the car. And I'm like, oh, that it seems like he's no, he certainly no, hitting his point.
4: I think he just shot out the window so he could chuck the body out.
3: Okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that makes me feel a lot better.
5: <laughs> i just have a couple um john mcclain faux pas okay. and when he gets to, when he gets to the party he takes a drink off the tray and yep. drinks them and then puts it back on the next tray yep yep, that's gross yep. um and i Me- have meant a to show you that whole... he's not
3: used to these fancy la parties yeah new, new
5: york baby well, <laughs> because that's the thing too is why is a woman excited to see her boyfriend in an airport a California thing
4: (laughs) oh it's not that's not what it is it's the fact that she's wearing tight white pants that's the California thing
5: (laughs) just every time that he was like California I was like you "You gotta
4: remember (laughs) that like what he is used to is like 80s Fran Drescher (laughs) like that's what's in New York at this point in time so this blonde woman in all white bodysuit. Like that's very California to him.
5: Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Okay, I was like, relax, buddy. I do maybe also Debbie Mazar as well. Yeah, it's Fran Drescher <laughs> and
4: Debbie Mazar. Those are the two types of women in New York in 1987
5: <laughs> or whatever. That's it. Just, yep. the, just one two. or the other. Yep. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> oh man, uh, that's all I got. Everything was
3: perfect. <laughs> I, I had one more actually that I, I just remembered. Um, the the armed robber who is playing the role of, of security guard, who replaces security guard, puts on the yeah. show about he's got 50 bucks on these assholes. He's watching yeah. Notre Dame USC on Christmas Eve.
4: Correct. It. it bowl, bowl game? Maybe? What is it, it with doesn't these make action sense. movies?
3: We have to find a guy who's degenerate gambling on football. Like he's found something. I mean,
4: <laughs> at least with this one, you could be like, okay. There are football games on Christmas Eve, and it is around the right time that a football game would be on. It's not like it's fucking lunchtime on a Wednesday. <laughs> So no, it could track.
5: That's
4: but, awesome. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> never mind. What, I, what if it's, I helped out with the
5: Miami Beach ball between? Yeah, you right, uh, right, What if right. it's a oh,
3: replay of Notre Dame USC and as like Carl Winslow's walking out, the dude realizes that and he's like, oh shit, Carl Winslow. <laughs> <laughs> <as much football. laughs> did I call him Carl Winslow?
4: Yeah, <laughs> you, did. you did. But that like. <laughs> Everyone's fine with it, <laughs> and <is> nobody's <laughs> nobody's <laughs> thrown by
3: that. Oh god. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's let's run through best scene. Um, I I tried to be selective. This one's tough to be selective with. Um, I have the the first nominee would be when when Rickman or when Rickman and Co arrive. Like from the second they walk into Nakatomi, you get the Kareem magic and worthy name drops, uh, yep. which d- distracts the security guard enough. Rickman is just like that dude. Like incredible presence, incredible. He's amazing. And it's like, I I just, I love the, how quickly he gets into it. Like the second they go in they start, you know, shooting the guns in the ceiling and and then Rickman corralling the group with the ladies and gentlemen, like he's he's addressing a luncheon. It's just a a really nice touch.
0: Ladies
1: and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Uh, due to the Nakatomi Corporation's legacy of greed around the globe, they're about to be taught a lesson in the
3: real use of power. You will be witnesses.
5: Yeah, that's excellent.
3: Um the the rooftop chase. Uh, so so from the, the the first time he's on the rooftop and again On like, the radio. Yeah, on the radio, yes. just like frantic dude trying to figure it out, and that goes into climbing down the shaft on the machine gun strap. into the the iconic he's stuck in the ac uh using the lighter as one does even when he knows that they know he's in the ac
4: come out to the coast (laughs) 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 well, some drinks yeah Mm -hmm. have a couple laughs yep yep um
3: the police on nakatomi uh, I wrote down that this was like watching Matt Ryan on Sunday Night Football. It's like every, <laughs> every second, it's like, oh god, damn! It, it's another interception. This is
4: like watching Nathan here <laughs> <laughs> on any Colts football. get
3: the ball back. Oh god, damn it! It's another yeah, interception. It's yeah, yeah. just yeah. like <laughs> the the C four down the elevator shaft is sick. Like that. That's one of the ones where it's like John. Also, John just knows how to use the C four. I know he's a cop. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah,
4: it is. It is. It is deeply satisfying, um, especially because that's the one where you get the really satisfying exterior explosion, yeah. where like all the windows blow on one floor. That's really good. Yeah. That is a really good. Like, it's probably better from the outside than the inside, actually.
3: Yeah. Yeah. These, yeah hundred percent. uh this next one how fast one. of a
5: 40 how fast of a 40 do you think john, john mcclain's running barefoot, oh, barefoot <laughs>
4: faster than darren revel
5: <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene when he's shooting out there well there's a few times where he's like let me get ahead of these bullets like, mm-hmm, and, he's like, yeah. mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and i was like Damn he's, uh, he's john mcclain can scoot yeah <laughs> <laughs>
4: So real wes walker type <laughs> <laughs> he's a
3: gym rat john mcclain is a gym rat, <laughs> gym rat. uh this oh, next yeah. scene i call quote i negotiate million dollar deals for breakfast you think i can't handle oh, this euro man. trash <laughs> it just ellis the coke bumps before negotiate going to negotiate with terrorists as one does is th-
5: is that so this is what i said this is i told kyle i would use this disclaimer tonight i've never done cocaine that's exactly
4: what a cokehead
5: said. say. <laughs> so I can't actually speak to it. Uh, but I feel like, again, like the poor lady uh, in the office hookup, I can't imagine too many worse things to have happen right after you hit several bumps of cocaine at your <laughs> holiday Christmas party. Like, talk about, first of all, doing that in the pregnant woman's office is a power move. <laughs> like just let me let me do this on holly's desk real quick Mm -hmm. um but i just feel like that would be uh not ideal (laughs) like if there's a time i don't want to (laughs) be super on cocaine it's probably when the armed robbers show up i think i i don't mean maybe it's the opposite maybe he's like i got this
4: (laughs) i don't mean to be critical but i think before you can pass that kind of judgment you need to do some cocaine (laughs) I i think i think I think you need to do some cocaine and follow it with stressful situations and then come back and tell us.
5: This is it, the was worse, it was better or worse or it was just different. Tickets.
4: Maybe it was just different. Like, I think maybe it probably not, helped, you know? honestly.
3: <laughs> Listen, like the, you know, the 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 uh, the bravado that that possibly comes of doing that, the false the false sense of confidence you actually shouldn't you're
2: have. Calling him bubby? Hunt, <laughs> uh, bubby. It's obvious you're not some dumb schmuck up here to snatch a few purses, am I right?
1: You're very perceptive.
2: Uh, I watch 60 Minutes. I say to myself, these guys are professional, they're motivated. They're happening, i.e., they want something, huh? Now, personally, I couldn't care less about your politics. Maybe you're pissed off at the Camel Jockeys. Maybe it's the Heebs, Northern Island. It's none of my business. I figure you're here to negotiate. Am I right?
1: You're amazing. You figured this all out already.
2: (laughs) Hey, business is business. You use a gun, I use a fountain pen. What's the difference? Let's put it in my terms. You're here in a hostile takeover. You grab us for some green mail, but you didn't expect some poison pill was going to be running around in the building. Am I right, Hans? Bobby, I'm your white knight.
4: Think about it this way: if you're just at the office Christmas party, being like, "Oh, I'm just going to have a ginger ale and maybe like a canape <laughs> or something," and then shit goes wrong, you have gone from calm resting state to maximum overdrive but if you're <laughs> having cocaine sex at work and then some shit goes down you were already kind of up here
5: it's actually probably a step down yeah <laughs> in some kind, ways you're like kind oh of god ready. things are
4: getting crazy thank <laughs> god i can put I mean, my
5: that allowed yes yes
4: yeah and i don't even like him
3: <laughs> and if, if there's one thing well, my senses. if there's one like cocaine is the ultimate Hey, this might be a good idea, kind of thing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, right. right <laughs> for for right. Ellis. He's like the thing is like he just got tired of sitting there. Like yes. that, that's that's yes. what it is. He's just like, I fuck, yep. I need to get out of here. Cause again, cocaine listen, from what I've heard, is something that you have to continue to do or it loses the effect. Like, you you need to keep doing it and eventually you,
4: you Caroline's going to report that. Yeah, Car- We're going to find out. Yeah. That's cool.
3: And so he was just like, listen, I, I need, guys, I got to make a move. And Holly's it's literally been, like, what are you doing? And he's just like, got to make a move. Gotta, gotta he's get like, this it's done
4: been it. an hour and five minutes. I'm not just going to stay here all night.
5: Again, this is where when they start talking shit about the coworkers, they're also like, dude is ellis
4: <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> ellis is high you, every day
5: <laughs> did you see that's why too i love that john mcclain just goes you miss some <laughs> <laughs> it's like the best and he just does the whole like yeah it's yeah just oh my god i can't yep. I, the the 80s on the audacity of the 80s is just like yeah the dude is sitting there just like i gotta do something i got i gotta do i got this i got this let me figure this out. Oh my God, it's beautiful. I've seen
3: this movie fifty times, and every time, like, uh, so when we were doing our, when I was doing my rewatch, it was actually the first time that Jacqueline had seen it, and like, I am like giggling like a little bitch when Ellis like walks into walks into Hans's office. I'm just like, this is it. This is this is Here why comes. This is why yeah. I love this movie. And she's just like, oh no. Like he walks in, and she's just like, <laughs> oh, no. And then just the the last i don't know how to break up the last 20 like 20ish minutes in scenes because it's like the brawl with Carl then Holly gets found out cuz cuz Hans is watching the news then it's <laughs> then it's the FBI guys it's when you get the just like Saigon which is like mm-hmm. there are two types of people who went to Vietnam like the one where it scars you and you did some horrible things and the guys who had way too much fun and like obviously yep. like he's in that crowd And then um, he goes on the roof the get the fuck downstairs thing. uh, And then like jumping off the building with the fire hose and then the showdown with Hunt. Like it is, it's, I don't know how to break it up. Like, is there a moment, is there a segment of that that stands out in that last 20, 30?
4: I, I, I think if you have to pick one, it is the sequence that starts with him checking his bullets and realizing he's only got like three left or whatever and everything past that because like that is the the showdown with Hans up through and including the watch getting released and the principal being like oh i hope that's not a hostage <laughs> um and and like yeah i think that is just like such a good summation scene because so much of this movie is about uh like very clearly leans on cowboy movies yes and westerns and stuff like this and they give us a like quick draw showdown
5: dude duct taping into his back is like the ghoul
3: with christmas seam yes. packing tape
4: yes uh, it and, was great
5: and then like i am amazed at both the grip strength of alan rickman and the strength of this watch. yeah
4: <laughs> high quality piece of time. Yeah, this is yeah.
5: really just a long advertisement for Rolex. We, yes, we now
3: know why the other guy was just, they just had him doing the security guard. Like I think that was Hans's cousin, Larry. And they're just like, okay, Larry can come, but he's just going to sit at the desk the whole time. We're not going to put him in charge of really anything. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Larry, how's it going down there? Like, Oh, I'm just watching football. Like it's going good.
5: <laughs> I recorded. I recorded a game from two weeks ago, and I brought it over here. It's also.
4: It is also the one time where Hans fucks up tactically. Like everything else is sort of like things happen that he's not expecting, or things don't go the way he's planning. But like his cousin Larry is ready to shoot John McClane and he specifically says like no
3: no goddamn it
4: Larry no mine. and it's like <laughs> Hans if you have learned anything but, Bubby, Bubby if you have learned anything from the last two hours just kill John McClane don't yeah. chat with him don't have a conversation just be done with it
5: and he gets he gets got by the laughing yeah yes yes
3: yeah. that's it's that's honestly that's embarrassing yeah. for
5: larry gruber just i was that's frankly embarrassing for hans after what he's shown us throughout yeah. the evening that's yeah. it's an embarrassing way for him. So, yeah. so in that yeah. scenario
3: does hans like does hans realize he's done like what is what's the out there are they still thinking they're getting away in the in the aim like they, they obviously don't know that argyle has smashed into like the first responder, yeah, Loki they had. hero. Yeah, we haven't talked about Arga, Loki like, hero.
4: We'll get to Arga. But like yeah. <laughs> the
3: the hostages are safe, and he has to know that. Like they're not going to be yep. looking through rubble. Like I feel like he at that point, it, you'd think it would just he'd be like, "All right, I'm just gonna I'm gonna kill these guys. I'm gonna kill Holly and John, and then I'm probably gonna end up going out in a hail of gunfire." Like I'm I'm not sure there's an end game there.
4: Um, because he doesn't know, I think he probably still thinks, okay, maybe I'm not getting away with the money, but I can get to the ambulance downstairs and there's still so much commotion that like, they're not going to check an ambulance going out at this
5: point. But also, I mean, he could revert back to his original, how he got John confused the first time and pretend to be a hostage. Like again, we've already established that no one has any idea what anyone looks like in this. But, entire but movie. all the
4: hostages know what he looks like is the problem.
5: Yeah, but they're really busy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Carl gets all the way downstairs in like a hoodie.
4: I do like I, that's true. And I do like there's there's like chatter during right before that happens where either the police or I think reporters are talking to the miscellaneous hostages, and like some of the questions are like were they mean were you scared were they mean to you and it's like man have you seen anything that just happened from the outside of course they were mean what are they you talking could, about
5: they brought me a sofa God. so
3: you know in um you know in inside man where a lot of the movie is they're they're talking to the people who were held hostage yes. those conversations had to have been so like so uh so ellis we heard you know we heard them kill out like what happened you know what happened there Well, he just he thought he was going to go make a deal. Like, imagine your Ellis's family here. Ellis died in this, you know, in this terrorist attack, this armed robbery. And like, God damn it, that's terrible. Like, why did they single him out? Like, was he standing up to them? It's like, no, he he just he thought he could go sell these guys because they called him Euro trash.
4: (laughs) Here is here is how you make it um, something Ellis's family can comprehend and grasp. (laughs) What happened? How did Ellis die? Well, he'd done some cocaine that night. That's it. They get it. They understand everything that ha- you don't need to give them the details. They understand. Ellis got way over his skis. It's fine.
3: In fact, if you, I think you would have just said like, "Yeah, Ellis got way over his skis." Like, oh, I can see that. Yeah, okay, yep. I can see that. that.
4: Oh, that's Ellis. Died as he lived, coked up and way
5: overconfident. <laughs>
3: um, okay. Best quote. I would like to strike Yippie Kaye, motherfucker, from this category.
5: Yeah, it's not the best quote. It's not. Okay. Caroline,
3: what's the best quote?
5: I like I, I like the reading of now now I have a machine gun. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: oh, oh. But
5: he has to like move the shirt down a little bit to like finish the quote. Um, I love that. Um, let's see what else I put in my fancy. I have I was in junior high dickhead. <laughs> I also like, <laughs> I wanted this to be professional. <laughs> like, like Hans is so disappointed in uh-huh, everybody for uh-huh. like messing up his beautiful uh, but I also have the uh because you're a policeman, there are rules for policemen. Because yeah, that's what my captain keeps telling me. <laughs>
3: I like Hans with the, Mr. Takagi didn't feel that way, so he won't be joining us for the rest of his okay. life. <laughs> <laughs> just a sick way um, to tell these people you just killed their boss.
4: I like almost everything Theo says. I love yes. I love uh, the police have an RV. <laughs> I love, and the quarterback is <laughs> <That's> toast. <totally. laughs>
5: like, I see that so much.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: Is toast.
4: Theo of of the terrorists. Theo is having the best time. Oh, Theo is having he's having
3: the a fantastic best time. time.
4: Just Ugh. an absolute romp.
5: And his outfits, fantastic. Oh, yes, a lot of good Right sweater. What a fit. Yeah. He, is, oh, I just love him in general. Um, Clarence Gilliard Jr. RIP.
4: Just passed oh, just man.
5: recently. Yeah.
4: Hate that
5: because obviously he was in Top Gun. Um, Correct. but also was in lots of episodes of Matlock
4: and Walker, Texas Ranger.
5: Yeah, It's also true.
4: Yeah. Um, Storied career. Yeah. yeah I think, it. I think almost everything Theo says is a delight. Uh,
5: Conrad McMasters. <laughs> that's right. That was his name. In Matlock.
3: The, uh, Conrad the, the vice principal from, from breakfast club. When he says, we're going to need some more FBI guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two two fbi guys just and, and and a helicopter pilot presumably have just died in an explosion and he's just like it's more fbi
4: guys oh geez oh boy that guy does
3: That's not react game. well to being taken off the scene
5: no, <laughs> no. The, um, i also like the this is agent johnson no the no other really. one no relation like no the other yeah, one yeah yeah it's yeah, also good,
4: yeah.
5: And the, and the quarterback is toast. the quarterback is toast. The delivery is so great.
3: <laughs> uh, oh, man. Loaded category. Most athletic moment. Ooh. A lot of- I
5: think the 40-yard
4: dash on the glass. I think it's, I think it's the elevator scene where yeah. he doesn't catch. This is the one stunt that felt unbelievable to me, where he doesn't catch the grip he's trying to get. He falls like another 15 feet and then grabs the AC shaft. I'm like, Nah, man, you're yeah. dead. The, that one's not happening. The stuntman actually yeah, the missed. The yes. And just, like. yes. The
3: stuntman actually missed. That was in the trivia. I mean, that's that's easily the most athletic moment. Like, if you can actually yes. do that, that's superhuman. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. I will say hanging Carl was was pretty athletic. Like, beating Carl yeah. Okay. And, and finding a way to hang him with chains. Very, yeah. very athletic.
4: Yeah. Uh, that was wild. M- most uh, athletic unseen moment. Carl unhanging himself somehow.
5: <laughs> <laughs> the grip oh, strength
4: alone that that would have required. Wait.
5: I just put that together.
4: Yeah, Caroline. <laughs> yeah. He is hung God. from the neck by a chain and somehow he's walks. stairwell. Through. Like there's a. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And nobody came with a ladder. No. <laughs>
5: this is not the most athletic thing, but it made me think of this. And I honestly, a bunch of the robbers end up looking the same to me. So it might've been Carl, but when the one guy's trying to like do all the intricate, like wire work, the other dude's like (laughs) that. Yes.
4: Yes. That is. Yes. That's Carl and his brother. His brother is trying to like rewire the phone system and fucking Carl walks in with a chainsaw and it's just like,
3: that was their last moment as siblings
4: that was right. their last moment it's yeah compelling.
3: yeah yeah um jumping over the building with the fire hose is is yeah fairly, that's pretty fairly athletic. yeah it, it might be more ballsy than athletic but like it's impressive yeah
4: it looks good it's fun yeah
3: with uh with his bloody feet on the windows
4: yeah that's right that's right he is all Dude, that whole that
5: like the feet as he crawled into the bathroom oh my god i felt that in my soul that's <laughs>
3: so painful that's tough what, what is his, uh what's his best cigarette in this movie? Cause like he finds the pack. So you got to think like the first cigarette, like the stress relief on that is great. Like has to be all timer, but the one. Oh, after what is he- the
4: one that he enjoys the most? Yeah.
3: Yeah. One he enjoys the most. Like the first one is good. Like it's the first one always hits the one yeah. after he drags himself to the bathroom and he decides to like light up while he's cleaning his feet. Uh, that, that's probably a good one too.
4: Yeah. That's probably the best one. Yeah. Especially because that's also where he has the like heart-to-heart with Al. Yeah. It's basically like, hey, if I don't make it, this is what I want you to tell my wife. Mm-hmm. So because it's potentially his last cigarette, probably also satisfying in oh, a different way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. agreed.
3: Man. Man, good stuff. All right, <laughs> Lenny Harris Pinch Hitter Award for Best Supporting Character. Who's in it too much? Uh,
5: Hans, Bruce.
3: Hans and Bruce. Uh, is Al in it too much? I
5: think Holly
4: and Al are in it too much. Yeah. Okay, um, I can
5: work
4: with that. Yeah, I think that's a good list.
3: <laughs> okay, so no- nominees before before we pick one. Obviously, Hart Hart Bachner as 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 Alice in fucking mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Paul Gleason, who's the VP from Breakfast Club, is deputy chief Robinson. Yep. Um. Okay, Rick. I, I'm not gonna get this name right. Rick De DeCommon. common as Walt. He is. He is the the one scene wonder. He is the guy in the the electrician. The electrician.
4: He's, yeah.
3: He's like, yeah, this is Walt down at Nakatomi.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you could turn off this grid? Yeah, it I know it's Christmas. So Eve. <laughs>
5: yeah,
4: that is a good scene.
5: Um, <laughs> I did like Takagi. I'm not gonna lie to you. I liked him. I liked
3: him again. Dies for someone else's money. That's just
5: yeah. You're right. It's that's, that's tough stuff. I can't do that. Uh, come on, say my guy. Say my vote.
3: I mean, it's Harry, right? Ellis?
5: Oh, I like Argyle.
3: Oh, I forgot about
4: Argyle. Oh, yeah, we okay. haven't talked
3: about Argyle at all.
4: I think. I think Argyle is my candidate for who had the best day, but I'm fine. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, fine I'm, if you want to put him in this category yeah.
5: as well. I also would include. Um, I, I I would say Theo might be my pinch hitter.
3: Theo's great because
5: he just carries everything.
3: He's the only terrorist. Like Carl, just grunts around for two hours. Like it's always just like.
5: Yeah.
3: Uh, Theo actually <laughs> has some personality. Like because Theo. Yeah. Then Larry has like two lines, and other than that, it's just like everyone's just grunting.
5: Is that actually his name, by the no, way? No,
3: I think it's. Uh, no, nope,
4: okay. we're going
5: with
3: Larry Yeah, it's, it's yeah I don't Larry. care what it Larry. is. You know who he meant. Larry Gruber.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh,
5: Larry
4: Gruber. <laughs> uh, Mom made me bring my cousin along. Sucks.
5: <laughs> Take Larry with you. What do you about you? We want him to feel good. included. <laughs>
3: Hans, like, every time you commit a crime, I never get
4: invited. You leave Larry out. and He feels bad that his mother calls me, and I got to deal with it.
3: You can make uh, it yeah, the security guard.
4: If this is our list, I'm going Theo.
3: I'm I'm going with with Alice. That I mean, that is Alice, like
4: Alice is good. That Alice is that good. scene.
3: The. It's one of my favorite scenes ever, honestly.
4: I think, I think Theo and Ellis serve similar purposes for like the two sides in this movie. They're both sort of like a little bit of... Add like a little bit of character and a little bit of comic relief and a little bit of outsized personality to groups that are otherwise kind of uniform and kind yeah. of don't have room for that. And, and yeah. both of them do a really good job in limited time and space like making their scenes matter showing up and being like, Oh, Oh, this is Ellis. Oh, I get who who Ellis is. I get him very much.
3: How many friends in life do we think Ellis thought he had versus actually had?
5: (laughs) (sighs) The limit does not exist.
4: Like, (laughs) like, I guess the question is like, what do we think the factor is? I think Ellis thought he had five times as many friends as he had friends.
3: I think it might be even more just because I think he maybe only had, like, two friends.
4: Maybe. Wow. Here's the problem. There were and are a lot of other ally <laughs> LA in <laughs> California at this point, and there's no reason they couldn't all be bros. You know it's what true. I mean?
3: They also they didn't know anything personal about each other other than, like, no. what they did for work and, like, their... Basically, what their favorite apparatus to do cocaine off of was
5: correct. Correct.
4: <laughs> the only, correct, the only two things correct. they had,
5: and a lot it's of the only like woman's desk,
4: and a lot of a lot of discussion of um, who they had fucked or were trying to fuck because Ellis also <laughs> is trying to fuck Holly, trying to fuck at Holly. the beginning oh, of yeah. this movie.
5: Yeah. Do we think that they hooked up? And obviously I just realized I no. said twice. No. I just said twice that he did it off a of pregnant woman's desk, but Holly wasn't pregnant. That's my. No, no but
4: the pr- I think the pregnant her. woman is her assistant yeah. or she something. Had a desk yeah, that's my. In, fault. She had a
3: desk in Holly's office.
4: Yes, yeah, yes. But, so that, um but, no. But, I I think there's yeah. not a chance in the world that Holly and Ellis hooked
3: up. I don't think Ellis has had sex with a woman. What what do you think Ellis is, was probably like early 30s?
5: Yeah, let's go with I don't that. Know, 80s eighties years are hard to tell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. Like,
3: probably, I don't think he's had he, sex. He, I could, think... be
5: or she he could be 25. He lived hard.
3: Like, <laughs> I think every I every girl that Ellis went to bed with was between, like, 19 and 24 years old. Like, that's correct. <laughs> I, I think that is, I think that is. and anyone older was like, fuck this guy. Absolutely. Also, not.
4: I've just decided it's now canon. Ellis went to Duke. <laughs> Ellis totally went to Duke. <laughs>
3: Damn, they they I? capped him right before Leitner's first natty. <laughs> <laughs> Ellis would have fucking loved Christian Leitner.
4: Oh, he would have lost his mind. He would have turned his whole life around. <laughs> he would have
5: loved Christian.
3: Leitner. Uh, he Ellis definitely told <laughs> told people in the office. You know, people just hate us because you couldn't get in. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, do we want to go into best time, worst time? I feel like there's a lot of contenders for both.
4: Uh, so, so I feel very, very strongly that Argyle has the best time in this movie. Yeah. Here's why this is his day. He picks John McClane up at the airport. Yeah. John McClane ends up being like a real chill dude to talk to. They ride in the front. He can be kind of mean to him and it's cool. He shows off his fancy limo that he's driving for the first time. And then he goes and waits in the parking garage He has one conversation with John McClane that is cut off when they cut off the, uh, cut the phone lines in the building. And then he basically spends the rest of the movie listening to loud music in the car, eating the drinks and the food that are in the car, talking to like his girlfriend or something, and then ramming an ambulance without really much cause or provocation and punching a dude. That's it. It like saves people...
5: the day. It yeah. saves them from like getting away. I of say.
4: all the people who are in Nakatomi Plaza on this day, Argyle doesn't get shot at once. Argyle is never particularly in mortal danger. Argyle's not even that stressed. And at the end, he gets to drive home the hero. He gets to be like, he gets all the sort of glow and the glory of like, yeah... John McClane is my close personal friend, but I didn't have like, unlike, uh, you know, like die hard with a vengeance. It's not like he's Samuel L. Jackson where it's like, oh boy, I had to go through some shit to form this relationship. He's like, nah, man, I sat in the back of a stretch limo that i later damaged by hitting an ambulance. I think he had the best day.
5: Drank heavily.
4: No questions asked.
3: That's a pretty immaculate case.
5: Yeah, I I agree a hundred percent. No notes. Yeah. I don't even know who else would be a close candidate for best day.
3: Yeah. Uh,
5: Unless uh, you want to throw like John McClings, who saved the day. And like, no, no, he <laughs> had a terrible TV, time. Those, those yeah. feet look like shit. Yeah.
3: He had a terrible time.
5: Yeah. Al got a little redemption. Well, I don't know if redemption. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
4: There's, we could talk That's, about. Yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah. But he also drove a car backwards off of. Pretty he, didn't.
4: <laughs> he did He did. <laughs> he wasted a lot of money on Twinkies or whatever hostess snack yeah. that was. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah um, he did I get, get to
3: rattle is. off the ingredients to Twinkie. Oh, yeah. like, he, he got to do a lot of, there were a lot of moments like rattling off the Twinkie ingredients or saying something that makes John laugh that like he was like fist pumping for. He's like, man, this guy really yeah, likes yeah. me. Like he, he um, formed a great friendship. That's tough. It's tough the, to form adult friendships.
4: Of the terrorists, Theo has the best day oh, yeah. because yeah. I'm pretty sure he's the only terrorist who's alive at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, the only thing that happens is he gets punched, like he's in a small car accident and he gets punched in the face. But other than that, like he did, he accomplished every goal, everything Theo was supposed to do. He got done. Other people bumbled around, got foiled by John McClane, not Theo, Theo, Theo Theo was fucking achieving. I hope Theo turned around and was like, FBI, you should hire me to work for you.
5: (laughs) What is that black hat in it? Whatever. Yes, that's right. That's right.
4: That's right. Um, worst day, boy. Th- I think this is the harder category, so I want to hear what you two have to say about
3: it. Okay, so do we? Can camera. we do? Can we do two categories, like people who okay. died, people who didn't die?
4: Okay, yeah, because there's sure. so
3: many people who died that like. Okay, so I I don't think Ellis had that bad of a day because I think <laughs> I think throughout the conversation with Hans, he thinks it's going so well. Like in his yes. in his like he's like. His, in his mind is just like I'm going to be a hero. I'm going to be a hero. I'm going to be a hero. I'm dead. Yes. <laughs>
5: That's what he thinks when he's talking to women at bars. Uh-huh. Yes. 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 It's he thinks yes, he great. thinks
4: he is absolutely thinking as he's sending across from Hans the bo- the bros are going to love this story later. Yeah the bros are absolutely going to love this story. I
3: I, I didn't say it earlier, but Rickman in that scene is amazing when he's just like the deadpan, like, cause Rickman knows in front of him is a fucking idiot. And he's having to end cokehead fucking moron. (laughs) I, I love that moment where John is like, Hans, he just this fucking idiot or whatever. Just not speak for me. He does not know what kind of man you are, but I do like, there's that. I love that common bond between them where it's like, Hans, I know you're a killer, this guy is an idiot and doesn't live in real life like, <laughs> he, oh god okay so so Ellis actually doesn't have that bad a day Carl has a really bad day he's mad Carl's the tough. whole day his brother yeah. dies he's angry for the next like three hours then he gets hung and decides instead of trying to escape I'm just gonna
5: try to get revenge yeah <laughs> and then he gets shot by a guy who hasn't fired a service weapon and yeah <laughs> yeah he is a tough Carl
4: tough yeah look. Carl has a bad go of
5: it. um the guy who got shot in the kneecaps and then went headfirst through the the plate glass window that's tough. he had a tough day that hurts
3: um Hans that the fact party. that you had this perfect plan and one dumb asshole from New York ruined it is tough. It' was really tough.
4: he is probably having the worst day of of the dead. Yeah, I think because it is his, and because like his whole thing is being smarter than everyone else and having control of the situation and it being unraveled by this dude in this way. Yes, I suspect. And also, like, he looks like he's having a bad time as he's dropping to his death.
3: (laughs) Not great. (laughs) <laughs> the, the famous like little bit of trivia is they dropped alan rickman on two instead of three so he'd have the genuine surprise in his face like oh wow but uh no he yeah, yeah. that's uh that's a guy yeah. who just everything broke bad for him right there at yeah. the end. yeah
4: yeah um yeah okay uh,
5: i'll say i think the um that the housekeeper had a pretty t- shitty day yeah. what with the journalists rolling up and the yeah. um, having you know that the threats there i think the um I think the uh, Dwayne, the vice principal had a tough day but I don't feel bad for his tough day no. <laughs> so, so is
4: is anything going done. to blow back on Dwayne? Is Dwayne going to get reprimanded or in any way like are there any consequences that are going to come to Dwayne for this? Are there
3: any consequences for someone from the LAPD?
4: <laughs> 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 All right, so Dwayne gets promoted is what I'm hearing, and a commendation, right? Uh, Dwayne yep. is
3: promoted yep. year like a couple, just a couple years before like the Rodney King riots. Like that guy is yeah, in charge of true. something in '93. That's uh and
4: Dwayne goes on to be Detective Mark Furman. <laughs> People don't know that.
3: Um, John McClane has a really bad day. Like even though like he's the hero, I think just a horrible day. Like he's stressed so, all day.
4: Okay, so hear me out. There are two ways John McClain's day can go. And we see a little bit of, of the path that doesn't ultimately get taken. He can try to have an emotionally mature conversation with his estranged wife, who he's trying to get back together with. And we see that even though she is like very vulnerable with him and very much like she invites him to stay at the house, she is like, I miss you. He is immediately an asshole. He is immediately over the dumbest shit, over the last name, bo- like just immediately goes in asshole mode. So there's a version of this movie where the terrorists never show up. There is no plan. And he spends an hour at a business party with her talking himself out of their reconciliation and yep. then goes and stays at whatever hotel Argyle digs up for him. Yeah. He,
3: he probably <laughs> fights Ellis at that party. Yes,
4: yes. <laughs> The other version is the version we watched. And I would argue that for John McClane's psycho- psychological temperament and skill set, this was a better day. <laughs> yeah, the former is way worse for him. Yeah.
3: It's probably the yeah. only way he could win his wife back.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, think, uh, I think the pregnant woman has one of the worst days.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Because
4: she is there. Like, they established that at this very horny party. She's still working. Like, yeah. Holly has to tell her, like, stop working. Um, She has to be, like, they do the whole, they're like, oh, we'll get a couch for you. They run these hostages up and down the fucking stairs to the roof and all over the place. You know she's just like, God damn it, I am pregnant as shit. <laughs> I am absolutely pregnant as shit. If I had just had this baby yesterday, I wouldn't have had It'd to do this. Shit. With
3: if this any of. If this company had a better maternity leave policy, and I could believe I could leave it eight months,
4: absolutely, yes. So, so I think she has one of the crummiest days of the people who survive this ordeal.
3: The couple who gets caught having sex, particularly the woman, because we know who's yeah. going to get criticized for that. More. that yeah. uh, she, yeah. she has a. Tough do you one. think
4: by the end? Do you think by the end they're hoping like? Well, surely people don't remember, given everything, that, <laughs> given everything that happened after that. Surely people won't remember. It's pretty crazy. A
1: I did the party she, the next day,
3: retelling. yeah, the next day, she's like, "I don't even remember the party. It's just..." I don't.
4: <laughs> I don't oh, I, don't, I, actually wasn't at the party. I was, I yeah. was, I was doing some uh, phone calls. Said. Yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah, that's, the people who retell it. They're like, first of all, yeah, they see yeah. and in yeah. finance. <laughs> Um,
4: I also think the SWAT commander has a pretty shitty day. Oh,
3: yeah. The one who gets lit up at the door?
4: No. The one who's calling all the action in. The one who's like, all right, send the guys <laughs> That's in. That's Jeff Saturday. That it- <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, he is. He Because every decision he makes goes horribly wrong, and immediately so. And then they're just sort of like, yeah, we don't need you anymore. We don't
5: need you. You have nothing. shooting have- out the lights. <laughs> yep, yep,
4: yep.
3: Oh, man. Oh, great.
5: A lot of candidates.
3: A lot of candidates. A lot of people had bad <laughs> days in this one. A lot of people had yeah. bad days. Okay, yeah. Caroline. Except
5: Argyle.
3: <laughs> yeah, except Argyle. Caroline, your time to shine. Peter Gallagher Award for hottest person in this movie. Ooh, boy. <laughs> Jacqueline, last night when we were watching, she goes, just because I know you're going to ask, I would say in like a scary, might ruin my life, might have a fun night kind of way for Bruce Willis. <laughs> 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 so
5: Bruce Willis is fascinating because I think the... um. This is the time frame where he's still holding on to the, to hair, the hair look.
3: Yeah. Grasping
5: his with that one.
4: I, I do have some questions as to how much of this is his, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah.
5: And I think that the the version of Bruce Willis in which it is like shaved or you know, the real short um is a much more handsome version of Bruce Willis, but I it's think a very military answer. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> when does that happen? Because um, last Boy Scout he still has the hair. Pulp Fiction. He's still
5: rocking hair. Pulp, no,
4: Pulp Fiction. He's Pulp Fiction. He's down. Is he? Is he? Pulp down? Fiction. He's yeah. He's buzzed it pretty close. So it's, at that uh, point. yeah. So it's... I
5: think it's I think it's Bruce Willis. And again, it's the uh, it's this disguised... You take you would take
4: you would take Willis over Rickman.
5: Yeah, I think so.
4: Wow.
5: Mm. Yeah, I don't know that I think Rickman's that handsome. He's fantastic.
4: That's a shocking statement.
5: Yeah, but I don't know if it's like. So one of the few VHSs we owned when I was growing up was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> Some good wig work in that movie too. <laughs> and when you are, um, you know, Christian Slater was a babe, man. Yeah, sure. So I think early, and he was so creepy in that movie. Not Christian Slater, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Yeah. Okay. As the sheriff of Nottingham. And I think that has, um, and then it's also, you know, like no one's looking at Severus Snape being like, yes. Um, no.
3: Clear, clearly, Lily Potter was not looking at Severus Snape being like yes. <laughs> this. Is,
5: I think I do like the 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 like all everything is very sharp with him in this movie. Yes, I do appreciate yes. the, the look. Um, and I'm not saying I don't think Alan Rickman's ugly or anything. It's just not necessarily my my vibe all the time. Great suits. So, yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah, it's two Great suits, suits from the place that that Arafat gets his. I you. Yeah. I, I mean, shout out uh, Bonnie
4: bonnie bedelia yeah. bonnie bedelia Culkin, yes. to be more precise
5: <laughs> you guys, I Rory Culkin. that is right.
3: uh that is roman roy's aunt <laughs>
4: that's right that's right
5: there's like one scene where they like have her lose a button late <laughs> yes <Yeah, laughs>
4: where you're just like just so you know she's wearing a bra yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> like, uh bonnie show some uh
4: cleavage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that 80s hair i can't believe i mean i'm sure whatever Thirty years from now, people look at the stuff that we're doing. Nah, if like, we'll not Believe be anyone beautiful. ever thought it was gorgeous? We'll like, be amazingly beautiful. Be, forever and ever.
4: Our, our <laughs> podcasting fun. is the most beautiful.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but there were just—I looked. I'm just like that hair, the shoulder pads, yep. like just so much going on. But yeah, trying a lot. <laughs> this was the. This honestly was a tough one. It's not a super great, like super hot movie. It's not top. Um,
4: what about the <laughs> dumb news anchor? He your cup of tea?
5: Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I just love those things. In yeah, no, drink. it's just yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. actually, you know, I think Theo's. I think um, Clarence Gilliard's handsome. All yeah. right,
3: yeah. a lot of good sweaters yeah. in this one too. Like everyone, yes. looks, everyone looks better in a good sweater.
5: Yeah, which I'm like, <laughs> guys, you're all in Los Angeles. Yeah, so they probably got cold when it hit like 64. <laughs> 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 me being judgy mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, oh is it mm-hmm. cold out there oh you need a sweater <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean like that's what they should have had John McClane do Be like why are you wearing a sweater you clown <laughs> <laughs> 60 degrees out You're like some New Yorkies in a tank He's in a tank top running mm-hmm, around mm-hmm. Oh, the yep.
3: smelliest looking tank top by the end of this movie oh yeah just, yeah. just gross Yeah. okay roster moves and this is a category that we were kind of texting about, and I, I think I might sh- we're, we'll see how this goes. I think I might shift this entirely moving forward into this. What's the <laughs> what's the best character in this movie to replace with Airbud? Do you
4: want me to lead with my answer? You lead with your answer. Okay. Uh, the answer is Al, <laughs> because I want you to imagine a world where Die Hard is the exact same, but Bruce Willis is having. Uh, walkie-talkie heart-to-hearts with a dog who reveals that he shot a child in a mistaken gun case and has since been a desk jockey dog who also <laughs> ends up shooting the last terrorist. All of these things are a dog who plays football. It's 100% the funniest option. If And also is is trying to list, trying to, like, barking constantly... And his police <laughs> brethren to be like, this is a bad idea. They're like, shut up, Airbud. <laughs> you don't hold rank here. This is an FBI scene now.
3: You're a police pup.
4: You're a police <laughs> dog. Get out of here. You're,
3: you're just a dumb canine, Airbud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hear me out. Okay. What if.
4: Dog McLean, is that what you're going to say? No.
3: What if we okay. watched Airbud do cocaine? then bark with subtitles that say hans bubby
4: okay the problem is you have now created a movie where a dog gets shot <laughs> yes <laughs> i was gonna say and, my options i have hero. created a movie where a dog shoots a terrorist the hero yeah so uh, up to that point i think it's fine I am a little curious how the dog is doing cocaine. Lines.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what if he's Han? What if Airbud is Hans? Like they walk into the elevator and it's a bunch of sure. it's a bunch of big German terrorists surrounded by a dog in a nice suit. And a dog he- in a suit <laughs> just barking. Ladies and gentlemen, would
5: watch? Would watch? I do think John McClane would be fun. <laughs> like seeing like seeing a bunch of you know armed robbers slash terrorists getting outwitted by a dog
4: i'm pretty sure that's like stretches of beethoven I think, is what you're describing like i don't there's a movie that is more oh it's turner and hooch is what, really what i'm thinking of you've you've just invented turner and hooch minus time would,
5: i would love dog theo
4: oh a good hacker one. dog
5: oh yeah. um, but I feel like just seeing him, like, run into a, like, jump into an ambulance to escape before uh-huh. being boarded. by... Uh, um, it would
4: violate my rule about the dog dying, but if one of the agents, Johnson, was Airbud, that would also one, be If,
3: if Air Bud loved his time in Vietnam?
4: Yes, yes. If, if the older Johnson was Airbud, yes.
3: If... If John McClane is Airbud, it then implies that Airbud hung a terrorist with the chain, right. <laughs> like he's he's doing it Correct. with his teeth, like he's got the chain in his teeth. Yes, he's hanging Carl. Yep. Oh yep. man, are there any? Oh, man. What if he's Argyle? Because that that that'd be
4: more. That also works on the
3: drive from the airport. It's just Bruce Willis is sitting in the front seat with a dog who's driving. <laughs> <the> dog a- <laughs>
4: A dog who's who's basically like roasting him for being a bad husband. Yeah, that a works too.
5: Eating like. Like snossages. yeah, in the
4: back seat listening to listening to music as loud as he can. I, I think the worst one
3: is if Airbud is Mr. Takagi. <laughs>
4: watching, oh, that is bad.
3: We're just watching Airbud I, say, I, "I don't know it."
4: <laughs> I, al- I also like Airbud as Argyle because then, when John McClane like leaves baggage claim, there's a fucking dog holding <laughs> oh, a sign that says "Jay McClane." <laughs> He's like, "All right, I'm fooling you."
1: Oh, oh
3: god okay i think that category is here to stay great i love it <laughs> quick test drive love it. speed who's Airbud? rapid fire
4: um <laughs> <Andrew Bullock. laughs> no wrong wrong he, you want you want him to fall in love with a dog <laughs> no it's um it's, Cam- Cam- it's, cameron no, it's cameron it's cameron from ferris bueller or it's the guy who uh the the guy in like the sports car who drives into <laughs> yes, the, bu- the buckets yes, of water because yes. yeah either one of them
5: or the or it's him he's the woman that moves during the video oh yeah <laughs> sure. he's like wagging his tail yep, what yeah. if what yep. if
3: Airbud is Mac and he has to give he has to give Jack the news that they stopped building damn it
5: Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yes actually I changed my mind that's my favorite it's yeah,
3: Bud, yeah, yeah. barking the out car. there's a gap. <laughs> yep yep about 50 feet yeah yep. perfect okay we're keeping that category uh oh, the big chill is this a movie with a big chill is al mowing down Carl a big chill moment Not
5: for me
4: no I, mostly because it felt uh it felt out of place and like you feel like the movie's already ended and yeah. for a movie that doesn't do like a lot of jump scary type stuff, it was just sort of it's too jarring it's like why is carl still alive and why isn't he and also there are a hundred other cops there it definitely doesn't have to be al who shoots him um i think if there is one it's the watch scene
3: yeah what about the vault the vault opening the de joy that is good
5: i love that that
4: is really good yeah did you notice what they had in the vault
5: like, it was like paper boxes.
4: <laughs> they have a Degas painting in there.
5: <laughs> Wait. Well,
4: <laughs> yes. I, I look. I stopped the movie. I looked. I went. Of course, Reddit had was already all over this. There's like a, a Degas painting in there that Reddit is like, yeah, that's like valued at up to $8 million. Oh my God. What the fuck is the Nakatomi Corporation doing <laughs> with the fucking Degas painting just chilling in the vault?
3: That would have been one way that they could have they could have spiced this up if they wanted to is like the Nakatomi corporation, actually a dirty company. And they're just like, they're there, they're there robbing a dirty company.
4: So, so so they kind of like, that's sort of the pretense that they seem to be leaning on, but they don't go into it whatsoever. So, so is, are we just meant to believe that that's bullshit or that it's true, but it just has nothing to do with why they're getting robbed.
3: I think it probably just has nothing to do with why. I I think okay. What I think is Hans probably got a tip. Hans has some sort of information that they have those bear bonds or whatever that is something something untraceable in their uh, something they could easily move in their vault. Like he heard from a he heard from a guy got that it's information Bitcoin. yeah and and then started playing so because I would say this plan took. Hey, listen, I you know it's been a while since I formed like a heist plan, but I'm thinking at least sure. at least six months to a year. Got to get the crew. Got to learn about the vault. A lot of stuff goes into that.
4: So so maybe this is a dumb question. Is this how bearer bonds work? Is it just like a magical? Because they're very clearly like government issued, like whatever.
5: Whoever like, is holding them. Yeah. Is that
4: really like? Are we really meant to believe that the government's just like well? Sorry, like this you is just it. like this is just like a super sweet hundred thousand dollar bill that we never trace and have no idea who owns it.
5: Don't
3: care. It's like the treasury was like, "Listen, we need something for people to rob that just sounds cooler than cash. So let's make these." Right,
4: right. right.
3: That that's that's pretty much all it. That, that's the only time I ever hear about bear bonds is when they're being robbed in a movie.
4: Correct, and and it is especially, uh, it's especially funny at the end when they're all raining down from the sky, because it's not If it were cash, people would be like, oh, shit. But I think everybody's just like, I don't know, there's office papers. But in reality, we're like, oh, they're they're what? This $600 million worth of, of free money is falling from the sky, and nobody's doing shit about it.
5: Um, I just googled bearer bonds good yeah good (laughs) I hope Um, the answer is bearer bonds are
4: not real and never have been
5: they are so people also ask are bearer bonds still available and the wikipedia the one thing here says issuance of new bearer bonds has been effectively outlawed in the United States since the 1980s (laughs) due to their fucking diehard ruined it for everyone (laughs) (laughs) due to their use in illegal activities (laughs) but bearer bonds issued before this date can be redeemed if the issuer still exists
3: some crypto bro is gonna create like a bear bond coin.
5: I mean, yeah. it was just a bad
4: idea for the government to be like, "Hey, you know what? What You're if so you naive. could just? What if you would just have a bunch of money that you couldn't prove belonged to anybody? As long, as like, just possession is proof. What could go wrong?"
3: Idea. Hans what also mentions that wrong? they'll be on a beach earning twenty percent. Like, is his diabolical yeah. plan just like, "All right, and then we're gonna invest." we are going to pull this robbery and then we're just going to invest and live off but, the interest because we are
4: physically yes. safe, responsible
5: thieves. A safe but aggressive mutual fund. I
4: will say this does not look like a crew that I would want to spend the rest of my life on a tropical island with. Oh. Like I would much This is a crew that I would much rather be like, everybody take your portion and go away. <laughs> Like
3: So there's the thing. Like, Ocean's 12, everyone has gone their separate ways except yes. for except for Casey Affleck and Scott Kahn because they
4: are brothers. Who are brothers. But yeah.
3: everyone has gone their separate ways, but you could see that crew forming a couple pockets. With this one, besides Carl and his brother, it is definitely a, these people will never, they will have their... They would have had. I don't know where their fountains at the Bellagio scene would have been. Had they they got like the fucking lights outside the Forum, and then like they never <laughs> would have seen each other again.
4: That's Berry Farm. That's where they would have gone.
5: <laughs> this is like um, it's like Italian Job where they all went separate. and they're like, what yeah. are you going to do with your money?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Oh, I love that movie. I haven't watched that in a while. Soon. Soon. Caroline's Soon. already moved
4: on to the next. Just
5: film. saying. Sorry, well, I mean, Die Hard. Only because I had stuff that I had to do today, did I not go through all of the Die Hard. I, I, I know was, that I was. I
3: wasn't going to press it. I was in like a work thing all day where I couldn't text much. But I, w- I thought to myself, I am kind of surprised oh. that Caroline didn't just start Die Hard too. Because
4: <laughs>
5: uh, people no, no. were friends with me for a while. Okay, <laughs>
4: can we jump to the sequel question then? So we yes. can talk. Yeah, Let's yeah. talk about
5: the sequels. Okay,
4: Caroline, how many of the Die Hard sequels have you seen?
5: All of them. All of them. But not for a while. So I've <laughs> seen the the first one the most by far.
4: You've seen I, Die Hard, I, Die Hard Prime.
5: Die Hard Prime, <laughs> yeah. Um, the rest I might have only seen once, maybe twice for a couple of them, which is wild too. Because I have when I took it on deployment, I have the trilogy in a little of like DVD, you do. DVD. Sure, of course, sure. <laughs> okay, <laughs> of course I do was on sale at the
4: BX. <laughs> what is your rough I'm not going to make you rank them, but like if you have to put them in categories of good, fine and bad, where do the remaining four movies mm-hmm. fall? Real Hold quick. On, it's me... 2
3: is at the airport, 3 Die Hard with a yeah. vengeance is Samuel L. Jackson
4: in New York. 4 is Timothy, Timothy Oliphant is
3: the villain. And it's PG-13. And
4: yeah, and, and five is in Russia. in Russia. I haven't seen five after four. I, I saw
3: five at a drive-in
5: movie theater.
4: That's that seems fine. Yeah. Like
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to make sure I've seen which is the one that has. Well, um... I'm looking at. Up...
4: I need to see the cast. Oh, Dennis Franz is in two. That's who you're looking for, right?
5: <laughs>
4: Man, talk um... about the Peter Gallagher Award. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I don't actually think I've seen a good day to die hard. Is that uh, five? Yes.
3: Yeah, that one he's like with his son.
4: Like yeah. he's
5: So that's that's new. I have not seen that. I lied to all of you. Okay. No, that's fine.
4: I haven't seen it either.
5: Live free or die hard is the one I'm thinking of because I think it's the one that has that Justin Long kid mm-hmm, in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So that was
3: fine <laughs> that, that's a generous interpretation that was uh that was in that period where every like skinny guy in their 20s was a hacker in, in movies yes. and action
4: movies. <laughs> and every and every action movie needed to have be extremely tech dependent yes it, ne- it all needed to be about the net not the Sandra Bullock movie.
5: Speaking of the net, speaking is of great
4: fucking films, yes,
5: and that is also an easy Peter Gallagher award. <laughs> um, <laughs> and let me see. Oh gosh, he has been in so much stuff. I was. I'm
3: actually. Yeah, I'm looking at the IMDb right now, and it is uh, a mixed bag.
5: Um, oh my god, I'm so great. It's um, if I remember correctly, yeah. Is Die Hard with a Vengeance the one where they bring back the sibling or cousin of? Yes, Hans?
4: Jeremy Irons is the brother. Yes, of,
5: I think that uh, I would. I I'd, th- I'd have to watch that one again. I didn't dislike that He's one. He's out to I avenge Hans
3: and it. his cousin Larry as well. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I think my ranking would be oh, is it, just the order in which they came out. No, oh, it's yeah. wrong. That's wrong. Three oh,
4: is that's... three is much better is than three
5: two. Three better than two. Three is
4: much L- Listen, two. Two gets you know a I lot of. You
5: know, two gets a
4: lot of hate, and some of that hate is deserved, and some is not. But it is not nearly as good. They bring back. I do
5: remember really liking three, but I also thought that I liked two pretty well, so I don't, you know.
4: So two brings back the reporter and gives him more to do, and he's <laughs> right. like on a plane with Holly. That's and right, it's, and it's just like, what the fuck are we doing here? That's right. That's um. Right and also the bad guys are all like it's very the rockish where it's like these are active military who are mad at their country which is just not as satisfying in this circumstance as That's like true. here's a bunch of just bad bad robbers yeah just mean robbers with a plan um
5: this is jogging my memory because that sounds right um I'm- yeah,
4: two also doesn't work because like it repeats the thing in one, where all the authorities are like, "Fuck John McClane, what the fuck does he know?" And it's like, "Did you watch the first movie? Did you?
5: <laughs> Have you heard of the Nakatomi Plaza?" Bro?
4: Right, right. It doesn't work if you do it a second time. But three, I think three, I think three is probably not as good as one, but really holds up. And is really very satisfying right. in
5: a lot of ways I'm to watch this again. No, I, I, I will look loving... forward to you
3: live texting that.
5: <laughs> yeah. Anyone who knows me well,
4: here's yeah. what I want you to do when you Lots get to the, the scene where they have to do the uh, jugs of water puzzle, pause it. And I want you to te- text us and say, this is the solution and then see if you're right.
5: <laughs> oh God. Okay. It's okay. good.
4: It's like a good math problem
5: oh, in God. an
4: action movie
5: do I love do that. we think
0: okay, die
3: hard is done i think because like bruce, be. bruce willis it is be. dealing i it, like it's sad that story about him was was very sad so he's done I would, yeah. like
5: see, I would like to see a um streaming platform pick up a young john McClane as a new york homicide detective <laughs> so here's the
4: thing <laughs> there is very little about any of the diehard movies that makes you think like oh john mcclain is a good investigative police yeah. officer yeah. he's good at blowing things up and he's good at ruining active terrorist situations and he'll <laughs> shoot people he'll shoot people when they need to be shot but other than that the other thing that's really funny about like <clears throat> diehard stretching the way it does so this movie ends with like well like like you were saying the the whole emotional underpinning is a couple has a fight and they're trying to get back and apologize and reconcile and that's part of why they're sort of trying to survive this ordeal they also have kids but whatever um and you would think based on the end of the movie that you're like okay this is like the start of their new happy life together but the rest of the Die Hard series, especially Die Hard with a Vengeance, is just sort of like, yeah, McClane's a total fucking bum and his wife left yeah. him again and his kids don't talk to him. It's like all of it is really like, oh, he never gets his life together. He's a real piece of shit. <laughs>
3: John <laughs> McClane is, is Gilbert Arenas. He can drop <laughs> 80, he, he can drop <laughs> 80 points on someone, but most of the time he is a mess. And yeah that's yeah that's it the highest of ceilings the lowest of floors
4: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i i think die hard should be i
3: done. think it should be done too because i don't think yeah. you can remake it i don't think it like the no, technology aspect right. we didn't get into this really at all but like it being 1988 makes this work really well you can't like you yep. can't remake that and like this has been remade in a bunch of different ways like terrorists hold, yes. you know it's like it's it's tired media at this point the last yeah. question i have is this Bruce Willis's best movie? Mm. It is what I think of when I think of Bruce Willis, but just I will, I will do the easy work for you. I will run through. If you consider Pulp Fiction a Bruce Willis movie, which I don't really. Mm-hmm. Um, 12 Monkeys, which I really like. The Fifth Element. 12 Monkeys is really yeah, good. The, but the Fifth yeah. Element. Armageddon. Oh,
5: I love Fifth Element.
3: The Sixth Sense. Uh, Unbreakable, so the, the Shyamalan back to back. Man, Tears of the Sun, which I have seen just way too many times for how good that movie is. Uh, Hold Nine Yards, Sin City, um, Alpha Dog, where he plays a man named Sonny True Love and has like a horrible wig on. <laughs> uh, uh, he's in the Expendables. He's in Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, Skip, Looper skipped
4: right over Hudson Hawk.
3: <laughs> whatever. Looper, I love Looper.
4: Looper is good. Looper is good. Uh, so, so you know
5: what is an underrated movie? In my opinion, Lucky Number Eleven.
4: Oh, hard. I haven't hearted, seen hearted,
5: it. Gang, stand up. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So, so I think you have to separate this into two. And maybe I feel like we've done this before. I think you have to say what is the best movie. In which Bruce Willis is a, a primary actor, and what is the best Bruce Willis movie? Like the best uh, place for him to show off his Bruce Willisness. To the second question, I think this is unquestionably. I think hard. it's Die Hard. Yeah, I think yeah. it's Die Hard. I think, like, especially because it's like right after Moonlighting, and it's sort of like his big, his first big step into Hollywood. It, yeah, like, it It feels the most satisfying version of Bruce Willis, I would say.
5: I think, I honestly think my personal favorite movie, well, see, I really like this movie a lot, but Fifth Element is so good. I was I, I was ready, ready for you to say Armageddon. Enough.
3: I was, like, trying to will it into existence for you to just be like, you know what, I think it's Armageddon.
5: <laughs> you know what, it might be. It's not. It's almost, <laughs> this is, Bruce Willis is one of those, like, actors where all of a sudden I look at the thing I'm like, damn, he's in a bunch of stuff that I really liked. Um but if you were like who are your favorite actors, I would not say Bruce Willis. But um I just Fifth Element is another one that I think is just super underrated. Um are people Is it like at this it? point? That's what I was gonna say. Like now it's kinda of become the one who's like it's so underrated where people talk about it like so many times they say it's underrated, but man, that movie's so good. Um but yeah this is I think the best Bruce Willis movie.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think definitely the best Bruce Willis movie, like the the to question number two. Oh, man, I love Looper. I think Looper is excellent. I
5: don't think I've seen it.
3: Looper's really good. I uh, who who directed Looper? This is something I should um, I should probably just
4: do off. off I I think it's um, oh fuck, I know this. Yeah, it's Ryan Johnson. Oh yeah, th- yeah. I think it's one of his first films. Yeah. If not his first no, it's not his first feature film, but it's one of
5: it's one of his earlier
4: ones. Yeah.
3: God, Looper rules. Caroline you'd like Looper.
5: Looper is good. Um oh, little well, JGL. Yeah. For a second I thought it was one with Hayden JG JGL
3: JGL was some interesting facial prosthetics cuz they are making JGL look like a young Bruce Willis or trying incorrect. to. Correct. Correct. With mixed results. Yeah
5: this gives me oh jeff daniels yeah
3: i know what caroline's it is, doing for it,
4: the rest of the night it is it is <laughs> it is uh undercut by a lot of what came after it both for the director and the actor but the sixth sense when it was a thing when it first came out was, was also a really really good film was huge. and like. Bruce Willis is very good in
3: it. Yeah, that I mean, and Unbreakable right after Unbreakable is really good too. Yeah, and yeah, and then I think after that he goes into uh Shyamalan goes into the Village. I think the Village was the one after yeah. that.
4: Hated that film. Yeah, hated it. Have have either of you seen Hudson Hawk?
3: I have not seen. I have seen j- a lot of jokes about Hudson Hawk. I think the poster yeah, of I'm Hudson saying. Hawk is is because the poster of Hudson Hawk is he's got the hat on. Correct. And I think he didn't. He write that as well.
4: Uh, I think he like has a story by credit on it or something. Yeah, it's so. I don't. This is not a thing anymore, as as far as I can recall. But there was a time in the eighties and nineties where if you were a big time actor, you were like, you know what I should do? I should sing. <laughs> and it's not just Bruce Willis. Like Don Johnson had a song. Eddie Murphy had a song. I'm probably, um, uh, Patrick Swayze had a song. Oh, hell
5: yeah, Yeah. he did. And it's awesome.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And, and Bruce Willis was so into this that he has like an alter ego called Bruno and has released like multiple albums under this character who's sort of like
3: Duke Silver.
4: (laughs) Yes, it is. He plays the harmonica. And (laughs) he, he like,
3: it
1: is like his Duke Silver. Silver.
4: (laughs) And, and, and Hudson Hawk is a, a heist film that one of the central sort of uh, mechanisms is that Bruce Willis is a mostly like an art thief who times all of his thefts in real time by singing like swing and jazz standards as they proceed. So he knows like, Oh, we're at three minutes or whatever. It's super oh, weird. Terrible. It's super. It's a very much like oh, Bruce Willis. Listen, I can I can see
3: where the use. idea was. Oh, I can see what they were going for. David
4: it's very, Caruso is in it. David Caruso is in it as um a mute CIA agent. He has he says no words. So he's so he's he has jealous no of words. Hudson Hawk
3: because he can sing. Yes, correct.
4: correct. Danny Aiello is in it. Andy McDowell is in it. Yeah. Thunder Bernhardt is in it. It's a super weird movie that all centers around Leonardo da Vinci and, um,
5: Richard Grant is in it.
4: Yeah. Richard Grant is of Spice World fame. Of course. (laughs) I
5: I love seeing movies with loaded casts
3: that just turn into disasters.
4: Um, it does also, it does also have a scene that centers around the tiny little, uh, postal railroad. Um, that the Pope uses. That the Pope has. <laughs> Great.
5: Stop selling. You've made it. I'm really glad yeah, you
3: parlay diehard into this. Ryan, I, I told myself I wasn't going to ask you to shoehorn bits from other shows into this show. But I will no, say fine. Bruce Willis was in G.I. Joe retaliation.
4: Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do, <laughs> do it. Mostly because I still don't know where it came from. <laughs> Frank Stallone is also in uh, Hudson Hawk. Oh, that, perfect! If that if you needed one more, one piece, more thing, one yeah. more piece, Carolyn,
3: we might have to both watch Hudson Hawk and, and
4: see we're doing. Uh, yeah. In all, in, text I, I, nanny, <laughs> this is what you should do if you have a day where you need. You are like, I gotta do like four loads of laundry. Put <laughs> Hudson Hawk on while you, don't sit down and dedicate like focused time to Hudson Hawk because then you'll both be very mad. At me. <laughs>
5: that's incredible
3: oh god okay I, I think with that i think after we, we we've done the hudson hawk promo i think that's a, that's a sign <laughs> sign to wrap <laughs> caroline where can the people follow you
5: uh you can find me at cw cwdarney on twitter or um go to for the win bet for the win check out all the content
3: ryan where can people follow you i'll just be in caroline's mentions perfect <laughs>
4: they'll just find me
5: there i'll be bothering her
3: perfect and you can catch me robbing Nakatomi Plaza. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode of Big Screen Sports, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Rate and leave a review for an Apple podcast. If you want to vote on movies for this show to cover, like the patrons did with Die Hard, patreon.com slash big screen sports. And we'll catch you next Monday. Thanks for listening.
4: yippee Kaye, motherfucker!
2: <laughs> Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation.